0: Welcome back to Talking Flick, where I talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. Oh, not Ryan. Oh, I got Nick. Oh, missing Ryan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Last General week, we didn't, ha- we didn't have me, and now you miss Ryan, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, a tr- it's a trinity, right? When one of us is missing, it doesn't feel right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so today we only have Nick with us. Do you like... want me to do my Ryan impression? Yeah, do your Ryan impression. I, I was hear. having
1: dinner, and I went up to the bathroom, and then I came back and said, I'm back, I'm back. (laughs) <laughs> Is
0: that good? I don't know. I don't know how he comes up with these things. I don't know either. It feels like it's a lot of pressure too, just to do it continually. So I'd say eight out of ten are
1: terrible, but you know
0: those nine and ten are amazing. One of these days, we'll just have to do like a super cut where it's just literally Ryan just no, on every single that. one, don't every ever single that. one. So
1: first of all, we're not qualified as producers to be able to cut it together, so that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, clearly from us, like spending these last twenty minutes putting everything together and trying to build this up. It's uh, shit's hard. <laughs> I don't know what that guy does, but man, he doesn't
1: know movies. But I guess he can. Produce a pod
0: he definitely can so <laughs> I just hope when I send this to him that it's not really that messy or even he's, that he's hard to clean so up so yeah this. he's like what did you guys do so <laughs> this is a
1: list of 100 points that you have to edit out if that's okay right
0: oh my gosh and it's funny too because if I ever show you like what we used to record on too back when it was just like you know my cousin <laughs> and then Malachi Listen, it, I thought it was uh <laughs> the,
1: the certainly the X-Men pod the Jeepers Creepers pause and I was a fan of the Starship Troopers pod. yeah that was the very first one right yeah that was the very and first one I thought one it Star- sounded Shoppers. good to me it sounded
0: pretty good yeah we used a uh, what was called like a rig cast so we oh, literally shit. just plugged it into the phone and we wow. both just spoke into it, and that's how we recorded like the first like three or four episodes Luckily, right there. So be- because of
1: Flipboard, we have move up, move up in the world. Yeah, now. just a little <laughs> bit. So
0: <laughs> we need Patreon. So. <laughs> Tony Walker, we're waiting for your sponsorship. Come on, we're all waiting for it. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, but yeah. So we'll start off always with a little bit of movie news. So, uh, Stranger, well, you news didn't introduce
1: me. me. I was gonna, I was gonna do the one thing you guys forgot to do. Oh, what are you gonna uh, do? Because you missed me last week, uh-huh. and you brought up all my bullet points. You guys completed. Uh, sentences, which was amazing. It was nice to hear. It's not going to happen today. I just want you to know that. But the one thing he didn't do was sing.
0: Oh, he didn't sing. What, so, what were we going to sing?
1: I was going to sing, bittersweet memories. That is all I'm taking with me
0: that's it that's beautiful I can't do I any more than that
1: were you were you surprised they used that song For first a, of all uh-huh. to, as an, an honor an homage to Tony Stark in Spider-Man that's a very mild spoiler <laughs> uh, I found that song choice to be not It wasn't good.
0: Oh, God. We'll we'll, we'll get into it. So, yeah, we'll we'll get into it. So, oh, man. Today, we're going to be doing Spider-Man Far From Home. So, it just came out. Very far from home. Very far from home. So, (laughs) but as always, we'll start up with a bit of movie news. So, of course, Stranger Things Season 3 is out. Came out July 4th. Did you catch any of it? I haven't caught any of it yet. so
1: I haven't caught any of it, but I did watch the last episode of Season 2. I watched the IMDb little cut of all the things that happened in Season 1 and 2. And tonight, after you set me free, Tyler, I will probably start binging at least half of it.
0: Same here. So stuff. as soon as myself. Stranger
1: play. Things is weird because I'm old, I'm the old guy on the pod. I don't binge a lot of stuff, but the one that I really like to binge is Stranger Things. I don't know why. Okay. I think it has something to do with the way they cut it together, the Duffer Brothers and the music and everything. It really forces you to watch like the next episode. Uh-huh. So I binged the whole first season. I think I did two nights for the second season. I'm going to try to do two nights for this one.
0: Okay. So, but I've heard good things I mean, for the most it's, part. Uh, it's eight episodes of the first and second season. It's a clean eight, which is, is not so bad. I think it's eight this I think it's season eight too, I it, right? I yeah, that, yeah, so I, it's I think, pretty solid. It is a good, I think, a good show run for a season, at least with for, a story for like, like this. a
1: Netflix bingeable show. I like anything ten or less. Because when you start to get into more than that, I don't really like it. Right. It's just too much. So like, if you tried to binge like um, Veep, it's twenty-two half-hour episodes. It's Just too many. Oh, but oh, like yeah. anything, like ten episodes. Like even uh, Making of a Murderer was another one, uh, a documentary uh-huh. series. I think it was six or seven episodes. Easy to binge anything ten or less.
0: Okay. After
1: that, I just my eyes roll
0: back. I can't. I can't stay awake for thirty-six. <laughs> you hours. lose. You lose a little bit of the story
1: too. So <laughs> oh, it's just too much. You stop processing what's happening. By the way, I do think when you binge stuff, you tend to forget all the stuff that happened. By the time you get to episode eight, you forget what happened in episode one. It's not, like, it doesn't stay with you as much. It's uh-huh. like a memorable hour and a half movie or something.
0: Yeah, like. I guess I see uh, that because whenever it gets, uh, when you still have shows that get released week by week, even on, like, Hulu Which like. and HBO. I mean, I'm the old yeah, guy, but, so. like,
1: what is your take on this? Are you a binger or do you like to go week to week? Do you uh, like the anticipation of waiting for Game of Thrones or would you rather it just gets spotted out with the seven crappy
0: episodes know, they just gave us? Honestly, I know, right? No, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> How would you digest that last <laughs> oh, season? Would you rather watch it all together and realize how (laughs) crappy it is in one night? Or would you like that it was seven or eight weeks?
0: (laughs) I think uh, I feel like with more serialized shows where it tells like the bigger story, I want it. I want it week to week. I think the anticipation is really valuable. Yeah. Because you think about the latest episode and you really think about it over. And plus, if we want to do Stranger Things season three, we have to watch all of that season. I don't know. (laughs) Like, I, I think there's been a couple shows. Netflix has released little by little. Yeah. But for the most
1: part, I don't know like what their business model says about. You dump it all at once, right. I assume that they benefit from it because they keep doing it over mm-hmm. and over again. But for me, like I want to I want some anticipation. I want a little bit of like eight or nine weeks of Twitter buzz, Facebook comments, things yeah. like that, uh, people talking about each episode and then waiting for the next one. But for some mm-hmm. reason, Netflix, I think is dead set against it, Amazon, uh, I think, is a little bit more like half and half with their shows. I know Man in the High Castle wasn't dumped all at once. It's week to week, isn't it? I mean, you build up that emotion,
0: too, with each episode at the end. It's nice to process. You definitely do. So, I mean... There's other shows like uh, I know Young Justice. I can't remember which other one. But yeah, tell me Young, about Young Justice. So, I don't know anything about this. Okay, so Young Justice was a. It was on um, Cartoon Network. Okay. And this is animated. It, it's animated. Yeah. Okay. So it was an animated cartoon. It was on Cartoon Network. If it's Tyler, Taylor,
1: it's definitely animated. It's definitely animated. I was <laughs>
0: still a kid. I still watch cartoons. So. <laughs> but uh, I with Young judge Justice. You for that. I know. it's <laughs> <laughs> all right. You make me watch them. Some of them are entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some. Some. <laughs> some. <laughs> so with Young Justice, I want to say it came out in 2011. It had two seasons, which did very well, like critically. Okay. And then it got canceled. And so Young Justice was kind of in this demographic where it was too old for some of the younger kids, okay. but also a little too young for Is some of the like older ones. Is this like
1: Superman or what are we talking not, about?
0: No. So it, it centers around- like Muppet Babies for the Justice League. <laughs> <lady. laughs> no. I, just, I need a frame of reference. <laughs> so it centers around, uh, you got Dick Grayson. Oh, and cool. So you got, right. you got Dick, Dick Grayson. I'm already
1: a fan. <laughs> Miss,
0: uh, you got Miss Martian. Um, okay. You also Martian. have Kid Flash. You have Artemis, who in the story, they say that she's Green Arrow's uh, niece. Okay. Um, you also have Aqualad. And then you also have Superboy, which is a clone of oh, Superman. Oh, okay. And so that's the, the team buildup of It's kind of like Unjustice. Teen
1: Titans, but the animated version or A whatever. little bit like, like that.
0: I mean, they're all teenagers, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit like Teen Titans, except it's just... It's, are, are they're, they're, they're like Junior like, Justice League people.
1: Are they like references to Batman and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, so
0: Batman oh, is in it, Aquaman's in it. They do have those other bigger superheroes that come into play, and it's, they are it's part like, of the It's story like in too. Muppet
1: Babies when the nanny would come in and you just see her stockings? Is that like you just see Batman? Oh, no, no, no. You mean like...
0: What you call it, Like the Peanuts, Charlie <laughs> yeah, Brown? Exactly. You just hear, <laughs> Ryan's listening to this right now. He's like, I can't clean any of this up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what we do. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, like they are actually like Batman, the main Justice League members. They are a part of that story, and they become like a bigger part of it. Yeah. Like they go against Vandal Savage. You know, oh, okay. they actually go toe to toe against some really big villains. But anyways, it had a really big following. It got canceled after two seasons, and it was gone for a while. But because it had so much real. Watchability on Netflix, I like it. yeah, Plug, they, I like it. yeah. So people continually kept on rewatching the seasons over and over again on Netflix, and so the DC app that came out, which has like Swamp Thing, Titans, they re-picked Rest up in peace, Swamp Thing. Yeah, I know, I know. I saw, <laughs> After I saw uh, episode?
1: two full episodes of that, and I thought, man, that looked pretty good. It's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah I don't effects, know what happened. Next. Yeah, it's just too expensive.
0: A, it's just. They were so they thought they were gonna get 40 million, they end yeah. up only getting 14 million, and that's why they had to cut from 13 episodes or 13 episodes down to 10, and then it just got cut after that first. What they episode. should do
1: is take money away from Matt
0: Reeves' crappy Batman movie <laughs> and give it to Swamp Thing. Maybe not have as many villains, right? Use this on yeah. that extra.
1: Let's money. not pay eleven celebrities <laughs> to be villains and maybe like just have six and then give someone to Swamp Thing. That's what they should do. Come
0: on, but, DC. Get it together. Oh man. So so anyways, DCF came out, they rebrought up Young Justice, so we finally got a season three after. I believe like you know basically five years, four or five years and, and so, this has happened
1: with other shows. Yeah, it has. Like Netflix, Amazon, they'll, they'll Arrested, Development, Arrested Development, yeah, which examples, didn't do yeah.
0: too well, you know, with the season yeah. four and five. I didn't like that um, season as
1: much as all the other ones, but it, it was still nice to see him come back. Yeah, yeah.
0: it is pretty nice, but definitely. Uh, the, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, actually. Oh, yeah, Wet Two Hot times, times over, Star. they brought yeah, it back. So. That's true, they did two times over, you're right. Yep. So, But uh, what they did with Young Justice is they, I believe, they played the first six or seven episodes where they released it week to week, and they had a mid-season break. So like Walking Dead used to do that so where you have is, a mid season uh, break and then it comes back. What is it, it on shop. again? It's on the DC app. Okay, so you have so, to have the DC app. Yeah, to watch so you have to have the okay. DC app, but I'm sure you know with the power of the internet you could probably find it almost anywhere. So, but it's still pretty solid and as far as the show goes yeah, it's a pretty good, solid cartoon, and I'm glad that it was able to come back. Um, speaking of Netflix, apparently Netflix is going to be cutting back on movie spending after uh, Triple Frontier apparently flopped. So, And that's the, <laughs> okay, uh, so, that's the Ben Affleck. Uh, it is. Uh, did that, you watch it? I know I didn't Okay, watch so, it,
1: so I watched a lot of it. Okay. I didn't make it all the way to the end. Is it a series or is it a movie? About it. It's a movie, okay. it's, and it's actually by the guy who did... Um, I forget that guy's name. He's a really good director. He did the uh, Oscar Isaac movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but uh, he's a well-renowned director with a clear vision, and Triple Frontier looks and sounds amazing. Uh-huh. The problem is it's it's just like an adrenaline junkie dude movie that doesn't quite work all Like time. a Michael Bay film, I, or I not even, quite there? No, I, I'd say like it's like a slow Michael Bay film. Oh. You know what I mean? It's like they took all the glossiness away uh-huh. and just had more dudes talking to each other.
0: Oh. <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's very
1: watchable, and uh-huh. I know a lot of people really ride or die for it. Right. So, But I found it to be a little bit drab and, and not super entertaining I will finish it one day there's a really big twist in there and I can't spoil it uh, okay. e- even though I spoil everything on this pod uh, sorry <laughs> <I'll land. laughs> but um, what, I'll, what I would say is uh, watch it get to that point and then explain it to me because I don't think it makes any sense
0: <laughs> okay yeah because it's Ben Affleck and it's Oscar Isaac in it yeah, right there's and, a bunch of people in it okay yeah so apparently they are going to be cutting back I mean because Netflix has been pumping out these Netflix originals like non-stop and eventually you know that barrel had to go run dry because I mean it's They've just been doing it nonstop, and apparently like it felt like a lot of these B movies that you would you normally find like in the bargain bin of Walmart or Walgreens, they just went straight to Netflix. That's what you do know. You well, know, Cloverfield Paradox. It's, like, kind, of, it's <laughs> kind of like Amazon, right?
1: Like They have unlimited checks to write for one. Right. And for two, we don't really know what constitutes a success and what constitutes a flop. By all means, the mystery murder, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. Adam Sandler thing is supposed to be some crazy success. It feels like a flop to me. I don't know what... what, How do they determine success? That's true. I think they... And they don't give uh us really proper information on this stuff either.
0: Yeah, I think they don't usually tell us how many views it generally gets. I think they base it off subscriptions. So, like... That's so like generally they gained, how they do it, you if know. They
1: gain subscriptions, do, yeah. Of the movie so, came out.
0: and that's usually what they do is they kind of keep shows on, or they you know put on those movies that are going to help gain subscriptions, gain more subscriptions back with Netflix. And I think I remember even hearing too that most Netflix shows. They typically get canceled after three seasons, depending how well they are or are not doing. They If it's doing okay, it'll get canceled three seasons. I'm pretty sure Stranger Things is going to get probably more seasons. I'm not 100% yeah, sure, I'm but little, I'm sure it will.
1: Yeah, I don't want to get too, too much. I love Stranger Things. It's like Ghostbusters and Harry Potter had sex Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. lot of
0: fun. It's a beautiful baby. It's very nostalgic. <laughs> I know producer
1: Ryan would hate us for talking about nostalgia. But the reality of that show is like it's so good, but... If, it, if it's natural course because these kids are going to grow up oh if yeah if it's natural course is three this four season, years they look like grown ass men yeah, in this give season me, give me five great seasons and then just stop right because that's not overdo it the uh, director was J.C. Chandor who did Margin Call All is Lost is a movie I really loved and A most violent year is the Oscar Isaac movie he's a really really good director right. I don't exactly know what happened on Triple Frontier but I just didn't like it
0: okay so. Would you say boring or just it's not action. entertaining? It's like if you like Rambo, you probably like Triple Frontier. First Rambo or the second and third? Uh, you know, The fourth. The fourth? <laughs> is that fair? I think that's fair. I think I just made an
1: excellent comp. If you like the fourth Rambo, you're going to love Triple Frontier. And you know what? I kind of liked the fourth Rambo. I didn't oh, hate it. for sure.
0: Well, let me ask you a question real quick, Nick. Okay. All right. How that's do what you, I'm here for. How do you feel?
1: Wait, wait. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, ask me a what question. What is your yeah. problem with Michael Mann's heat? Oh. This is Oh, an amazing man. movie. I, I How about could you it. not like the movie? That is an incredible <laughs> movie. It's not his best movie. That's the Insider with Russell Crowe, uh-huh. Al Pacino, and Christopher Plummer playing Mike Wallace. It's amazing. Yeah. I love that. I love everything about that movie. It's a, it's a top ten of all time. Uh-huh. movie. But Heat is an amazing bank
0: robbery movie. I just—it's incredible. I just couldn't get into it. I yeah. tried. I really you tried. watch but
1: it... animated DC cartoons—you but oh, you cannot watch Michael
0: Mann's Heat. <laughs> I try. I try to get into it. I really the, the next did. Next time, it's, it's just... my
1: choice, and we're gonna do like a watch along i'm uh-huh. gonna make you
0: watch heat oh, We're that's gonna a two-hour movie exactly that's-, <laughs> that's
1: right we're gonna go back to the three-hour pod days we used to do those and we can go back
0: <laughs> oh my gosh uh, i try i did my best to like it i promise but oh gosh yeah, you wish it was just you and producer Ryan. i know right yeah i have to hear about it. <laughs> okay anyways back to my question nick okay I'm how on. do you feel about female-led reboots yay or nay so, you know,
1: it's weird that you bring that up, because I actually thought the um, Liz Banks uh, Charlie's Angels reboot looks oh, okay. amazing. I know that's not exactly directly related yeah. to your question, but I think that's a cool take on that, and I will probably pay for a ticket to see that movie. I okay. Think, like, it's interesting casting, and it has a cool vibe to it, uh-huh. so I'll probably watch that. But, like, the go- were you talking about, like, the Ghostbusters reboot, or when they gender I guess swap? just any,
0: any in general. Gender, I guess you say gender. I would say gender swap, I don't, so. you know,
1: to me, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think it matters, frankly. Right. For me, what I care about is that the movie good. Okay. So if the movie is good, I don't care. I right. remember with Ghostbusters, there was it was a lot of like people complaining and not all as bad as everyone comments. thought it was
0: going to be too. Yeah, yeah,
1: here's the thing: I love Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, uh, Leslie, uh, was her name Leslie Jones?
0: Oh God, I don't remember. Uh, and
1: Kate McKinnon, yeah. I think, are the four ones. And I thought the Chris Hemsworth uh, oh, casting he, was yeah. genius, <laughs> and I so liked good, that. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously Bill Murray was going to show up for a minute, Dan Aykroyd was going to show up, so it was interesting. The problem was, it was a crappy script. So Uh I, it's not that I didn't like the movie because they gender swapped. I didn't like the movie because the movie wasn't good. Right. So I don't care. You want to gender swap good fellas, just make it good. I don't Uh care. You know, so that's what it really, that's what it really amounts to. Don't do the gender swap just because you're doing it and sell it to make money. Right. Have a script. Have an idea, have a fresh take, and then give us something solid. Okay. And I don't care what you do. Okay. You, know, you can make uh, you know, Tom Holland's pretty feminine. You can make a female Spider-Man if it's good. If it's better than this one, you can do Spider Gwen.
0: So <laughs> yeah. we'll we'll the, get into that. Yeah, we we'll get, yeah, we'll get yeah. into that. But <laughs> anyway, so uh, the mask creator, uh, you know, Jim Carrey's oh, the mask. he That's wants to down. do a remake of a female-led, or uh, female, you know, version of that. Who, and who so, would be
1: good for that part? You know, would it be somebody like Kate McKinnon? So from Night this Night Night? is
0: this is like kind of the, I guess you could say, the double-edged. Because you're gonna reboot the mask and it has, you know, an iconic Jim Carrey. They made crappy uh,
1: one with that. Oh yeah, Yeah. set of masks of Jim Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. So, So,
0: so my my thing with this is. No matter if you did female or male reboot, it's a hard casting choice. Because it's kind of like, who do you pick to kind of take over Jim Carrey's spot in that movie? But, I, think, I mean...
1: I think as we, we've we done this podcast a lot of times, as I read the blog and stuff, one of the things I I think when I first became, became a true fan of movies and loved it and wanted to be like a critic or, or a so-called almost critic, I think that... I underestimated just how important casting is. You have to nail some of these roles, yeah. Especially when you're recasting somebody. It's iconic. make or break, too. Yeah, so. and in a weird mm-hmm. case, like I remember, is it Angel uh, Angel who played uh, Han Solo? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, the new the new Solo.
0: Gosh, I forget I his I'm name. It doesn't really thing. matter, yeah, but he was
1: good and interesting casting, but the movie sucked. It can go both ways. You just have to make sure you put two things together. I think there are people out there that could be the mask. I'd like to see like somebody like Tessa Thompson take a comedy turn other than Crappy Men in Black t- uh, 4 or whatever it is um, and do something like the mask. I could see something like that. The, the Little Mermaid casting is interesting. Um, I, I don't know who that lady is, but by all accounts, she's super talented and can sing. So that's kind of what you yeah. need for that movie. I'm trying to think of other gender swaps that like were actually successful. Um, I can't think of because he had Ocean's head,
0: Eight but... that kind of came out, too, and that's very watchable. And...
1: I, I saw that in the movie theater and yeah. I enjoyed it. I gave it a pretty good review on on the blog, but. I don't think that it was necessary. That's another problem. And, and the other thing is, like, why do a gender swap with an... You know, we talk about it constantly. Just give me a fresh idea with yeah. a bunch of female leads instead mm-hmm. of rehashing something old and very male like Ocean's Eleven and just putting a
0: bunch of females right. in there.
1: Just give me money, books. money, stop money,
0: off. money. Yeah, dollar, yeah, yeah, dollar so. dolla
1: bills. yo. let's let's stop that. You know. Yeah.
0: So I know in the uh, in the mask comic book because um, Jim Carrey's character Stanley Ipkiss, he ends he gets the mask of course, but. Of course that comic book is like much darker than the movie ever was <laughs> and uh but in is the it a comic, good comic? Book, is it like a worthwhile comic Um you know if you're a really thinking about 1994 how old were you in 1994 Tyler <laughs> Wait what, what month did it come out because uh, that depends sure. on whether I was alive or not <laughs> Are you- I don't want to
1: answer that question anyway. <laughs> don't answer that.
0: I may not have been alive. So <laughs> So is this is
1: this Chuck Russell, uh Charles Russell or whatever, the same director? It's the same guy that wants to do it?
0: Uh, it's the creator. So the okay. original the, like the comic book Some creator that movies. I looked yeah, up, okay. yeah. So gotcha. um, but anyways, in the comic book it's Stanley Ipicus's girlfriend actually ends up getting hold of the mask. And so it so ends up kinda the, getting really crazy. Yeah, so so I mean, I guess maybe you could bring back uh, who who else was in uh, the mask? Oh, gosh, Cameron right? Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Maybe yeah. you can bring back Cameron Diaz, but have her do she active? retired?
1: That's what that's what they say. Huh. Uh, the rumor is she's basically retired from acting.
0: Oh, back to solo. It's Alden. Oh Alden Emmerich Alden Emmerich yeah. there you know go. The I liked him. Name, I so. thought he was adequate at
1: least, and interesting casting. But that movie was so crappy. You know, so two things have to collide correctly. You have to get the casting right, and you have to have a freaking story that's uh-huh. worthwhile.
0: Otherwise, I would love to see what the original two directors had done with that movie, because of course it got kind of every almost everything yeah, got reshot again watch, with yeah, Ron like Howard. So many yeah, so. that we've
1: seen. Yeah, and you so, would think Ron Howard would be able to clean it up, but nope, not the case. I mean,
0: at that point, it's kind of like just get a movie out, just get I, it done. I
1: ranked the Star Wars movie after I think after my. Last Jedi review on the blog and Solo was by far dead last okay. I didn't even get a five I think it got a four and a half
0: <laughs> I tried putting it on and I gave about five minutes but I was just so tired that night so you know I never really gave it a shot there but was like it's...
1: 40 scenes of the dice and I was like you show me those dice one more, one more time, time. <laughs> <laughs> show me those fucking dice one more time
0: <laughs> so uh, other movie news um, Christopher Corey the guy who uh, last directed yeah. Mission Impossible so great I love him so, Tom, um, Tom
1: Cruise's best friend
0: Tom Cruise yeah exactly <laughs> This is his main paycheck. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Christopher McQuarrie and Henry Cavill apparently who wrote I think he wrote Usual Suspects. Did you know that? I'm pretty Uh, sure that's him. Christopher uh, McQuarrie. Really? Oh, okay. All right. So, but uh, anyway, so Christopher McQuarrie and Henry Cavill they actually pitched a Superman slash Man of Steel two movie. Of course, to WB. And it was going to tie in. It was going to tie in the Green Lantern, but apparently Warner Brothers said no. So they had this. We don't know what exactly what the story it was, as far as you know what it would involve. But we just know it was going to it was going to tie in Green Lantern, which kind of makes sense because Superman's an alien. So Al was Jordan it a direct sequel to Man of Steel? Yeah, it was going to be a direct sequel. So you know they were in talks, and yeah, you know the Mission Impossible director, who's you know actually coming up with a movie. He page. Did right, Usual Suspects. And so yeah. I don't know if they're still pissed off about the whole mustache thing with. Warner Brothers and Mission Impossible you know yeah if you remember he was that, involved so. with Fallout right he's also the director of Fallout right yeah, he did Fall, I think he did Fallout and yeah, he did the last so. one right what, what was the last That's one that came the last out one, Fallout, Fallout yeah, I yeah I so, so he know. did that one so. so I mean he's a writer I like yeah, he did. He yeah, so did. I felt him. like that... And apparently Henry, Henry Cavill was with him, and he was there to support, you know, what would See, I'm, happen, we, so.
1: we are diametrically opposed on this. I am a Cavill, like, super... Like, he's... I'm, I'm not saying he's my
0: Superman, but he's adequate as Superman. Yeah. And you don't really like him, right? So my thing with Henry Cavill as Superman is he just... He directed and wrote, I feel like um, he's not really been given a really solid chance to, yeah, shoot, to you know what I mean, to flex but, but, the Superman character as given much, that,
1: so. And I totally agree with you on that, but given that Cavill has done a decent job considering he hasn't really got a lot to work with yeah so
0: so i mean i i really feel like henry cavill is a good actor and well, he, can he, he can he can bring it out it's just it's the writing behind it and you're just yeah. you're you know what i mean you it's work not with just what the you writing. got it's
1: also like we you know i i i defend these movies more than you do we talk about it right. constantly i but, know all the time right? <laughs> but and i give yeah. Zack snyder a lot of credit for the big ideas he tried to really put forth but it didn't work. So yeah. maybe what it is, it's it's not so much the writing per se, because they've had Chris Terrio, a lot of good writers involved there. It's more that like your arc doesn't it doesn't work.
0: I feel like maybe and I look at that, I mentioned it with like the very first X Men movie with Bryan Singer too, which is still pretty solid. But I still feel as though these directors don't fully understand these characters. Well, Bryan Singer was renowned for
1: saying no comics on set. I yeah, don't want anything to do with any of this stuff. I just uh-huh. wanna, I want to make my movie, and I don't get why people do that. Tim Burton was a little bit that way with Batman for yeah. some reason that one really worked for me but uh yeah it is weird when they come in and they just like kick out all the past and just try to win yeah it.
0: so and it, yeah I feel like you have to really understand these characters and understand I, I where wonder, they come from what their dynamic is to make it work a little bit better
1: we so. don't have producer Ryan here to to argue with and and lose to me over and over and <laughs> again but what I would say is like you guys are the comic fans and I'm the movie fan but I do like the comics too and I do think with the Marvel Cinematic Universe correct me if I'm wrong um they've gone a little bit too much fan service and they mm-hmm. sometimes forget to service like a, a, a cogent and, and right. good movie. Uh-huh. I think there's a happy medium between the two. I feel and like they're missing uh-huh. it frequently right now.
0: I feel like it depend I feel like it changes movie to movie as far as what's fan service, what's actually going to happen true to the story and so on. But we'll get into that when we talk a little bit more about Spider-Man for sure. Yeah, so, for sure. um, my other last kind of bit of movie news or last two bit of movie news is just kind of back to DC, uh, we talked a little bit about it just before we started recording, but the Flash movie it lost yeah, its I'm director. About this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This <laughs> so it lost it <laughs> lost the director. Whoever was working on was working on it before. I think this is the second or third it's, uh, director. Uh, it lost it twice. Yeah, it's, twice it lost the director. Yeah. I believe so. It's lost two directors now. It's Andy Muschetti who uh, directed oh, yeah. it, and Mama, who's coming on oh, board, right. and he's yeah. bringing a new writer an too. That's interesting. Look
1: on a movie. That movie looked good. I didn't love it, but it looked good. Mama or yeah, uh, Mama? It's, oh, okay, yeah, it, yeah. Mama it was, was a clean movie. I didn't love it as much as everybody else, but I'm looking forward to.
0: So I just remember uh, there was an interview because the, uh, the gentleman who's in Mama, he also plays Jamie Lannister. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. You know, And during the interview with Mama, they're just like, you know, how is this character a little different than what you usually play for, you know, in, he in Mama? His sister. And he <laughs> says, well, I'm kind of like their uncle and father. And he's like, well, I guess it's not much different oh, yeah, than that's Game right. of Thrones. Yeah, and it's so, pretty much the same. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so... <laughs> as Thank you, God yeah. Jamie
1: Lannister is dead. should have died oh, in the season man, before
0: yeah. the last one. And <laughs> as you don't know, Mama is the story of where... You know, an uncle basically takes in his nieces, you know, who Thanks, are lost but... in a cabin for a while. So, but
1: <laughs> I remember the effects of yeah. that movie being really, really cool. I, I, did, I did enjoy it. That's the one where, like, in the the, the last scene is the forest fading off. Right? Yeah, I think so. I, I yeah, the look at that. It's it been felt so like Guillermo long, del so. Toro. Yeah, I, I don't. It wasn't super memorable. I don't think I gave it high marks, but I did find uh, the cinematography to be very good in that film.
0: Yeah, I can definitely see it, and Annie Muschietti just, you know, with the success by, of it, too. Way, like.
1: Yeah, and It 2 is going to make a shit ton Oh,
0: of it's going to make so much money. Yeah. They're, they're going to be, be there, so, so
1: tempted to make an It 3. I know they are. Uh, I hope they
0: don't. <laughs> you know, you got to just, you got to cap it. I mean, if he wants to do other, like, Stephen King or horror adaptations, I think he definitely should, but just I think, leave it at It too. You know what
1: I think about that? We have, um, Ryan Johnson came out with a trailer for Knives Out, Zack Snyder's trailer for, what's that movie he's making, the zombies, Army of the Dead, which okay. is a Vegas zombie movie or something. That's going to break soon. I think these guys who kind of get bottled in to like it is, is somewhat of a franchise. Schneider with the DC universe, Ryan Johnson into, into Star Wars. Now we know he's maybe maybe not going to do that other trilogy. They got to get away from that stuff sometimes yeah. too. Like I want to see what Schneider does besides crappy Batman movies. You know, I right. want to see some, some other stuff. So I don't like any of these guys getting super boxed in. You guys talked it. We're going to talk about it later today too. But the Mark Webb. Uh, amazing oh, Spider-Man. Yeah. Movies. Uh-huh. I was a huge fan of Five Hundred Days of Summer. hashtag Spider by the way, but um, he got into these crappy Spider-Man movies, and it's like it consumed him for like a decade. Right? Yeah. It's not always good when an indie director, or someone with original thoughts, gets sucked into these franchises. Mm-hmm. I know that they want to draft guys and directors and, and folks yeah. from these other indie movies, but it's not always a, a win-win for everybody. You think they so, do
0: it because they can just pay them basically nothing compared to other directors? I, I, and, I hate to say it, and they I, see the I, I don't be and, Yeah. Because
1: I love the movies. I love the movie business but it's definitely true yeah they are they're giving huge like these guys have never got to play with a hundred million dollar budget or two hundred million dollar budgets uh-huh. so you give them the keys and you say do what you want except you don't have a lot of authority here and i'm going to give you a thousand yeah. notes and i'm going to ruin your movie it's, and that happens uh-huh. a
0: lot it happens a yeah. lot although times, i didn't yeah. tend
1: to think ryan johnson got what he deserved for the last, year. Like
0: for the most part. You know, we're Even gonna. I don't hate that. Movie, yeah, but. we're gonna have to honestly do like a Star Wars yeah, episode. Just, we'll get to it. You, maybe not just the, the latest saga. I don't think we can yeah. fit all six yeah, movies all into, in or sure, all nine sure. movies we'll into. We'll wait month. for producer Ryan so we can make him watch all three. Yeah, or you'll be like, "Why are you doing this to me?" <laughs> so, oh man. But the little last bit of movie news I have is uh, they released a little bit of set photos of Bill and Ted face the music. I don't know oh, if you that saw that. I didn't see um, ones, it was yeah. just. It was honestly just a picture of uh, Keanu Reeves and the gentleman Alex who plays Winter. Yeah, who are together. Uh, he uh, Keanu shaved his beard, so the beard is off now. And he looks a little, I've without he, a beard he, for a this, while. This but. is
1: this one's for my uncle. He's the Marty Gennetti of the rockers. See, everybody knows Shawn Michaels, but uh. nobody remembers Marty Gennetti. <laughs> Alex Winter, man. It's a, it, was a two, it was a the wild stallions are two people, all right? Oh
0: my gosh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I know, I know Keanu Reeves has been doing, he's he's done like I think one or two comedies I've recently, been so for this but, movie. Uh, yeah. And I
1: think he does comedy. He showed up in that uh, what was that movie? Uh, uh, that just came out we were talking about it a couple weeks oh, ago oh uh, Always Ryan. My Maybe I yeah. think it is yeah and he yeah. shows up in that to have like a kind of a funny moment so okay. he can do comedy he's not always <laughs> stoic I used to like him in the romantic comedies with Sandra Bullock The Lake House oh, the Sweet Lakehouse, November yeah. with Charlize Theron uh-huh. I like him as a romantic lead I like him as comedy everybody knows the internet loves Keanu Reeves so I'm looking forward to this I'm waiting <laughs> for this and I love that William Sadler's coming back as the Grim Reaper because I fucking love that part you think so they're going to have
0: a uh, like a George Carlin kind of you know cam- not like a cameo but something to show I- like you know. Kind of I feel like I read somewhere that or... it was going to
1: be like an, like uh, you know how like in the Charlie's Angels movies there's a bunch of Bosleys it's not yeah. just one I feel like they're going to do something like that like you okay. may see Jerry Seinfeld and some of these other comedians come out um, not uh, Louis C.K. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> on. Movies, we just talked about this, the
0: list and everything, <laughs> oh, so he's yeah. on. He's on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, he's yeah, he's, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but
1: I mean, you're going to have some good comedians come out and probably fill that role, right. As like an homage to George Carlin. Okay, okay. obviously he was genius. By the way. Producer Ryan, George Carlin, not Carl Sagan. Not Car- you know, both <laughs> geniuses, just different kinds of geniuses.
0: <laughs> Shouts. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's all the movie news I got. Do you have any bit of movie news, Nick? Well, you guys brought up a few things last
1: week. Number one... I'm offended how good you guys did last week. I take it personally, and I don't like it. Uh, And again, I don't like producer Ryan talking movies, stuff he doesn't know how uh, to talk about, movies he does not know. I want him to just hit the buttons and make us sound cool, all (laughs) right? So I I miss arguing with him, and I definitely would have cut off all of his sentences (laughs) if he was here. But I would say he brought up Peanut Butter Falcon, and I saw that trailer that's an amazing trailer I think that movie is super cool looking and I cannot wait for it I don't really know Tyler Nielsen and Mike Schwartz are the guys who make that movie Um, they did like the Moped Diaries I remember hearing about it I never actually watched it it's Uh kind of a short that got like a lot of buzz I don't know if it was nominated or not Um, But that movie could be Shia LaBeouf's comeback. I know you don't like him very much. I don't like him very much. (laughs) But that movie looks crazy cool, and I I really look forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. We talked about it several weeks ago. As we get past Spider-Man now, you're going to start to see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're going to start to see some of these other smaller movies, a little bit of the Oscar bait start streaming in. And I'm ready for that. Something besides Superhero or Star Wars kind of come in. Exactly.
0: So, yeah. No, I understand that. Yeah. And I I would
1: also say, uh, shouts to Jeffrey Reddick. Spoiler alert! I like Final Destination. I gave it a six. For me, that's pretty good. And Final Destination two, I think I gave it six and a half. Th- that is the best <laughs> scene, the log scene. Yes, with the- that's amazing. thank you. So, shouts to Jeffrey Reddick. Thanks for following us. And, and and I didn't hate
0: those. Where words. were you yeah, last yeah, weekend? Exactly. He would have been
1: so mad that I was defend. I was on your side on that. It would have been amazing. <laughs> and I like that it was a good pod. So.
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was I. If you guys listened to last week's episode, I was a very big fan of Final Destination. Yeah. Now the one thing
1: I will say that'll make you mad is listen, fans of Talking Flick, don't listen to the hereditary podcast. Don't just don't bother. Please, don't bother.
0: <laughs> Someday we're gonna get to midsummer. Are we gonna watch oh, that? Yeah, gonna oh yeah, for, for sure. Time? Yeah. I know Ryan really wants to watch it and I, <laughs> I want to watch some it. Ah, oh, no spoilers. Fair enough. Oh gosh. So uh Spider-Man Far from Home. So this is the story of the th- Third, second Spider-Man we have gotten. A third, man.
1: second cousins, <laughs> brothers, mothers, uncles, fathers. So,
0: what do you what do you think Ryan's reaction would be to this movie? Still, kind of, I guess, non spoilers, but just be aware things leak out. I so, think but... producer
1: producer Ryan Garbage Boy would be like Spider-Man, you my homie, Spider-Man, you my homie. He would say something a young person would say that I don't understand what it means. That's what he would say about Do this young movie. people. Still say homie? Uh, you know what? Just shut up. Ty. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think he would like it. I don't know for sure, but I think he would like this movie. I think I think Ryan would enjoy this movie. It feels like a and movie so, he would like. Oh, and so do you want to go into spoilers or just try non-spoilers, then go uh, into it? Or should we just rip the gloves off? Or what do you well, want let's, to do?
1: Uh, let's go mild spoilers. Okay, we'll go mild and spoilers. And we'll ease people in. And then when we get to like, you know, the, the twists are not super amazing. Yeah, it's not. By the way, I called uh-huh. out one of the twists weeks ago on the pod, I think. And I figured it's exactly what happened. Okay. So some of these twists are nonsense. But... We'll go mild spoilers. I think that uh, we can go over the numbers because I think the numbers are important. You guys yeah. brought it up last week. This movie is going to make a shit ton of oh, money.
0: Oh, it's going to make so much. It's like
1: oh, it, it opened on the 2nd, so it set the record for a Tuesday. I think it was like 39.2 or something like that, so it's a Tuesday record. I don't know why they released it on a Tuesday. I saw it on a Thursday. I actually saw it on 4th of July. And um, it's going to pull 190 in complete for the weekend, but globally it's 340, 350, something like that uh, by the time you get to Sunday. So this is going to probably surpass Captain Marvel, which made a billion Mm dollars. So this was probably. It's probably hanging on the coattails of Endgame, but it also kind of cock-blocked Endgame. It's kind of weird yeah. because Endgame's trying to pass Avatar. It's like 20, 30 million shy of Avatar for all-time worldwide. And this movie comes out essentially against Endgame with uh-huh. the new footage uh, for some weird reason. Yeah. Is that like Sony and Disney fighting with each other it might be, I don't totally I think get it that. Was,
0: I think it was Sony who... because. I don't know the exact dynamics of the contract, but of course, I think MCU still gets Marvel, still gets all creative control, and I think Sony handles marketing, but they might have a say in the release date. This feels like.
1: And by the way, I, uh-huh. I don't. I hate to, to bring up the industry when you talk about stuff like this, but as these movies make so much money, it's impossible to avoid it. Um, it's not really a spoiler to say Maria Hill and Nick Fury are in this movie. Yeah, obviously borrowed from the Disney universe, but. Also, like, why did we need the Spider-Man movie so close to Endgame being released? Endgame isn't even done, really. with It's theatrical run, and we have to cram in the Spider-Man movie to, quote-unquote, end Phase 3 and move us in, shepherd us into Phase 4, whatever that is. It's kind of like these two studios Uh are not actually working together like we think they might be.
0: I think they're working together as best as two studios could work together, you know, as far as, like, with all this money involved. But do you feel like this is a good conclusion for Phase 3 or more of just an actual startup of Phase 4? or kind of just good for ending Phase 3 and kind of good for starting up Phase 4?
1: I, I wrote in my notes, does this movie set up Phase 4? Uh, question mark. Scrolls WTF.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what I wrote. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> kind of spoiler. Well, kind of spoiler. spoiler. Yeah. But so.
1: I think like this movie, it, it, I think because it's, it's, its job is to close Phase 3 yeah. and shepherd us into Phase 4, whatever that means, if it, it, it's forced to do it so it's kind of awkward to me the whole thing feels very awkward to me when this movie forgets it's a Spider-Man movie is when i think it's its best when it's doing the teen stuff that we like so much in homecoming i really really like it yeah. when it's like cramming in nick fury and scrolls and blah 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 like uh-huh. it doesn't really work for me uh, not in pacing not in story not in the way the people behave uh-huh. and you know, I will talk about it when we get a little bit more into spoilers, but I would say like what they do to pay uh, hom- uh, um, homage to Tony Stark doesn't make a ton of sense to me. So for that... You know, I, I wasn't a huge fan of what they did here. I like John Watts a lot, and I like the teen stuff. I love Zendaya. I like uh, the guy who plays Ned, Jacob Batalon. Yeah. Uh, Angry Rye is Betty Rice. She was the daughter in The Nice Guys, by the way. I, I was trying to think where she... Oh, that was yeah, her. Was oh, her my gosh. Yeah. Wow. She's really good at that. And she's good in this, too, and their end. romance is so cute. Uh, and what, I, what was I, it she I, said in The Nice
0: Guys? End stuff. Don't say end yeah, stuff. Yeah, She's that. That <laughs> movie's underrated, by the way. Don't say <laughs> anal and stuff. Yeah, Just say anal. Just say yeah, just <laughs> just just yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's got a great face. You know what I would say about this movie is I feel this, and let me know if I if you think I'm wrong. But this feels like it oh, has. I will. The, oh yeah, you will. So <laughs> why do you even say that? But <laughs> this feels like it has the best kind of on screen romance when it comes to your, M, you know what I mean, your Peter Parkers and I guess MJ romance. This feels. I think it, it feels very authentic. So I, it feels teenager authentic, if that makes okay, sense. Okay, yes. Yeah, that you know. I agree with.
1: You guys brought up that everybody in the, the original trilogy, uh, the Tobey Maguire, James Franco trilogy.
0: They're all men. They're like, all, all so, men. so old, right? So it's yes. like uh,
1: uh, Luke Perry in 90210. When he's 40. He's in high school. We just accept it. So on that level, I get it. But I did really like Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst on Screen yeah. Chemistry. I did not like Garfield and Emma Stone so much. Right. okay, but not super great. Uh, This one does feel um, interesting to me. I don't know how much... Zendaya really leads the charge. She kind of steals this movie for me. She does a very good job. Yeah. And so... And I, she captures that like young person sort of emo so much better than Emma Stone yeah they tried to do that with the Mark Webb movies but it didn't quite work and I think
0: you, you kind of have to kind of I would say with the Tobey Maguire and Kristen does and of course Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone they're in their own little kind of category we can compare them but because Tom Holland and who's the young actress who plays MJ Z- Zendaya, Zendaya Zendaya who's I,
1: amazing and the greatest showman and I've been watching Eufor- uh, Euphoria
0: yeah I see it, seen, I haven't oh, seen it's, it but it's I hear a hard it's good, watch so. but she
1: is a force of nature in it okay but it's a really
0: difficult watch she's so. got some good range again in it. kids it's millennials. I don't understand.
1: What <laughs> like. It's like, I don't
0: get it. Put <laughs> it together. It's just drugs, sex, <laughs> yeah. and rock and roll. Yeah. It's, it's really just a lot of pouting. <laughs> Sitting alone in bed and reflecting. I mean, but, what is that all about? Go outside. <laughs> I would say it like with. Because because you know they're not. I think they're both in their twenties or very early twenties. Yeah, uh, Tom, Tom Holland's in 23, 23 like but that, you that so guy is probably a twenty.
1: They 21. definitely
0: look like they could be eighteen or sure. nineteen. You yeah, know? I'm not arguing the and, way any
1: of them look. Although that one guy, like first of all, who's the guy
0: who plays Flash Thompson? Oh, uh, Tony Rivoli or something. <laughs> he could be thirty five. Yeah, you know, well, <laughs> maybe. So it's he has just that just weird mustache. Yeah. yeah, exactly. well, we all know that one friend in high school who looks like a thirty five year old fan Yeah,
1: like because of his age, he was born like late in the year, so he yeah, started one. Yeah. Later and he's got a year up on everybody. He's the best baseball player on the team. That yeah, sucks. Oh, yeah.
0: But, uh, um- yeah, I would definitely say they have, it feels very authentic teenager, you know, high school chemistry where he has, you know, this whole plan of how he's going to talk to this girl, how he's going to tell her how he feels, and they're going to Europe and together. I liked I was
1: very touched with all of that, especially the end, um, which we won't spoil just yet. Yeah. But what I would say is John Watts, a director who made his druthers with Cop Car, which is a 2015 Kevin Bacon Kevin, movie, ba- yeah. with two kids in it. It was And it was a really good kid movie. It captures a lot of um, the emotions that kids would have in that kind of circumstance, Mm -hmm. he's great at that part of it. What he's not so great at is the comic stuff that overlaps that. It's almost like no one would be happy with a movie that was just like John Hughes Spider-Man teen drama happening Uh with small, small small-scale CGI action set pieces or whatever. So we had to figure out how to put the two together. In Homecoming, they do a great job. Mm -hmm. In this one, eh, not so
0: much. I would say, as far as the two movies goes with Homecoming and Far From Home, I would probably put Homecoming ahead of Far From Home. Me too. But just because I feel like it's a little bit of a better story somewhat, whereas it's more isolated for sure. But Mm -hmm.
1: I would put Homecoming. I had more fun with Homecoming, especially because we hadn't seen the take. We hadn't really seen the John Hughes take of Spider-Man quite the way we saw it in Homecoming. I think that fresh take actually was what won me over. I wasn't in love with Tom Holland's Spider-Man in Civil War, so I needed something like that to kind Mm -hmm. of reset the palette and be like, oh, this kid's on his own. He's a friendly neighborhood kid. I get it. I, I'm okay with this. This will work for me. So, By the way, I love um, Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. Uh-huh. She's my favorite. Oh, she's yeah, she's the best I'm one. Like, yeah, yeah, my yeah.
0: they is. get younger and younger oh, every yeah. year. So. <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep that trend going. <laughs> so I would say because we've talked about before, where Tobey Maguire's like you know his uh, his Peter Parker, is spot on. Yeah. I think his Peter, yeah, his spot Peter Parker spot sure. on. Spider Man could definitely use a little bit more better. You know, was it witty banter? A little bit better Woody yeah, banter. I guess so. Yeah. Andrew Garfield, you know, not the best Peter Parker. But definitely a very good Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, just after yeah. rewatching he felt I re-watched, like the video game Spider-Man. Yeah, too. he definitely Remember, did. Yeah. And after re-watching Amazing Spider-Man 2, because I watched this before I came over here yeah, today. I'm sorry. Was, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, Although you know, I give him credit
1: for the end. Again, Mark Webb, I gave that one a, that one made my disappointments list, which was hard yeah. to do, but I did it. Uh, so that means less than a five, folks. But um, what they did at the end of that movie, can we spoil Amazing Spider-Man 2? For oh the, yeah, we they, yeah, yeah, they it's they been out they for a second. Essentially time, yeah. kill Gwen Stacy, all yeah. la of the comics. I gave him credit for that. Too no, bad, yeah, that's too ballsy. Bad the rest of the movie was crap. Yeah, so,
0: <laughs> so there's, there's definitely, you know, it's kind of the same thing. A lot of Spider Man's follow after Spider Man three, where it's the pacing issue. You shove too much yeah, in there. You got the Rhino in too the long. beginning. Yeah. to Cram
1: in Sinister Six stuff.
0: They do. I wrote down
1: here because I, you're the comic guy again. Uh-huh. Do we care about Spider Man villains? Is it, are these villains like good, or do we want like Spider Man to be an Avenger and fight Galactus and not have to worry about Vulture? No, I think and we Isteria care and... when it
0: comes to Spider Man. We care about those isolated stories. And I think it works well with those villains and those isolated stories, because they kind of help represent and they kind of help grow Spider-Man in general. But of course, because sure. he's part of the MCU, you have to kind of throw in the bigger hints of the wider universe, okay, or t- let's, somehow tie it in. You know, I, I have questions for you specifically. Okay, on this. Let's see we're going to move them. into
1: spoilers. Let's okay. move okay. into spoilers yeah, do it. so Most we can spoilers. move on, yeah, yeah, They make a lot warning. of weird decisions in this, right? So if you haven't seen it, everybody's seen it. It's making a billion dollars in like a week or two. So go see it. And we're going to spoil the movie now. What did you think of uh, the blip? That's the first. Oh, one okay, yeah. About. So, so they explain this thing away with a high school yeah. video, and they call it the blip. Essentially, that's the leftovers. Yeah, don't watch
0: Spider-Man: Far From Home. Go watch the whole three seasons of The Leftovers. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I think they handled the blip a little. I think they handled it fairly well, and yeah, it's, it's interesting exactly. how they kind of do it in the beginning. And you know they mentioned the character Brad, where you know by yeah. you know you know one second he's this kind of snot nosed kid, he's and then six three, yeah, he's, yeah, he's now <laughs> he's a playing 16, cornerback 17-year-old. for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so I mean. I think they handled it as well as they could. Um, They could definitely use that kind of storylines a little bit later as far as... explain
1: a lot of it. And why are they traveling Europe after some traumatic event like that? It's not uh perfectly explained, but because they give it that comic touch of calling it the blip and sort of just yada yada yada, I'm okay with it.
0: You have to address it because of course that's the thing with Endgame is everybody comes back, right? Everybody comes back, and then of course you have to address it somewhat. You have to say like
1: everybody that was gone came back five years after everybody else, which is a weird choice in the same spot that they were at. In Endgame, that is like cool. Wow, I can't believe they did that. It lets Tony Stark's daughter stay alive and all this other stuff, which I appreciate. But when you now when you go back to the real world and like everybody's back five years later, except for the people that have aged five years, it is really
0: odd. It is. I mean, it's it's a leftover situation, and just because like even with one of the teachers, I can't remember his name, but the guy from. um, Valley. Yeah, the guy That's from amazing. Silicon Valley. Yeah, so he's really good, but you know, his wife pretended to be, you know, blipped. And she just ended up running away with another man. I love so, that. That's excellent
1: writing. And of course, writing. he's telling you know <laughs> this
0: teenager about his whole life situation. I like uh, that. it is. like and, I woke
1: up in my apartment, but I didn't live there. Anything, yeah,
0: which was pretty cute too. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So I mean, they handled it as well as they could. I think they could save it for later stuff. Martin,
1: Martin and, Star, by the way, that's the guy from Silicon okay, Valley.
0: Okay, yeah, he, he does a very good. It's so weird seeing him without a beard. He has, he has that beard. He should have a big,
1: yeah, better beard. Like it don't yeah. have the small one. It doesn't make any sense. Gilfoyle, that's his name. Yeah. in JB Smooth from Kirby Your Enthusiasm. Yes. <laughs> the voice of reason in this movie.
0: <laughs> witches, right? it it's witches. Witches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would say they could save that for later Marvel movies if they really wanted to, as far as how it affected some people, where, you know, their loved ones moved on, got married, you know, yeah, leftover, leftover situations. So and of.
1: what John Watts wants to do is like the comedy. The, this is like a comedy. A uh, film to, meant to take the edge off of what happened in Endgame. Yeah. We can't always have serious, crazy, epic films. We got to slim it down a little bit and have a little comedy, a little friendly neighborhood Spider Man. But to me, like we hadn't finished processing everything that happened in Endgame. Yeah, it felt a little rushed. You, you know, know, so and I, I think get, part it did hurt mm-hmm. it a little
0: bit for me. I think part of that is also Sony as well because yeah, you know exactly. they released that trailer pretty easily and it's like it's not we knew they were probably going to come back, you know, Spider-Man. We knew they were going to come back, but you know, just seeing that trailer before we even see Endgame, it's like, okay, well now we know for sure that right. Spy- you know that everyone's coming back. We just don't know how it's going to happen. So, I think a lot of it is just Sony is like, we got to get one out. We got to get one out. Right. And MCU's probably like, and you again, know, compromising. Sony, so, Honestly,
1: Sony has been doing this for so long. The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield came out what 4 or 5 years after Spider-Man 3. Yeah. Again, because they were going to lose the rights. They cram these things out. They don't take yep. the time to make it the way they should because they're worried about losing the licensing or whatever. That's a problem for Hollywood. Oh, yeah. And we got to figure this out. And the one good thing about Disney taking over the world is that they're not going to have to worry
0: about stuff like that. Yeah. Which I mean, does make sense to me. Because that's what happened with Fan4Stick, you know fan four stick, you know, when they brought that out. And it was going to happen with Daredevil because they were going to lose the rights to Daredevil. And eventually they just said, like, you know what? We're just going to let it revert back. And that's yeah. what ended up happening. But with Amazing Spider-Man too, like they shot so much stuff in that movie. There was even an MJ cameo, or they were Woodley. Yeah, it was going to be Shailene Woodley. She, she I was love be, that. Yeah.
1: That's that's uh, that's really cool casting. So she was, that? yeah,
0: she was going to be MJ. But they just shot as much as possible. Cutted it down and should've, we got Should have of cut the rhino movie.
1: out. Uh, <laughs> Paul Giamatti's they can, rhino. They can cut and They should have left in Shailene Woodley. Probably could have cut
0: sense. out the parent sequence too. And the whole train sure, thing. Sure. And yeah, so. Actually,
1: but, and the one weird thing about it is like because they killed Dennis Leary, which is Gwen Stacy's dad yeah. in the first one. They killed Gwen Stacy in the second one. Maybe it would have been weird to introduce another love interest like immediately after Gwen Stacy dies. Another Stacy dies, Stacy dies I, the next I, movie. I remember mean, like, Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man 2 like when he like gets over it and goes back out and starts slinging the webs again. I'm like, yeah. it's a little quick. And it's a little
0: quick. Your you lady know, just died, but they, all right. They shove Green Goblin in there, very yeah. like you know because it's as Dahan or whatever. Yeah, it was
1: good casting too. I Actually like him as an actor, but not. This was. Not
0: I mean, you can't again. Really blame all Spider Man yeah. movies
1: make this mistake, and and we're gonna you know when we get to Mysterio. I actually so, <laughs> have a hot take on it, but all these Spider-Man movies eventually have this problem of cramming too many villains. In. Yeah, that's why Matt Reeves—you got to take notice. You got to scratch yeah, a couple of those things off. Yeah, you got
0: to keep it isolated because you know Green Goblin shows up only at the very end of Amazing Spider-Man two, just to have Gwen Stacy die.
1: Really weird. Actually, he looks, Sam Raimi, yeah. who's one of my favorite comic directors of all time, he should direct all comic movies. <laughs> Unbelievable, but he messed up on the William Dafoe mask remember oh, how weird yeah. that mask
0: is <laughs> I think it's because like now you see a lot of footage about what it could have looked like <laughs> and everything looks a thousand times better, it's a thousand times a times better than like, a Halloween
1: mask yeah the but, motorcycle uh, yeah, helmet so
0: I mean so yeah back to what I was saying you know Tom McGuire definitely probably the best Peter Parker Andrew Garfield Definitely probably one of the better Spider-Mans like in costume as far as the web slinging goes. He looked right. And, like you know, there's some actually pretty solid moments like in Amazing Spider-Man 2 when sure. he, he defends the kid who's getting bullied by the other kids yep. and walks him home. I so, his
1: banter actually wasn't so bad when he's got the mask on.
0: Yeah, so I exactly. He's definitely too cool to yep. be Peter Parker. Yep. And But I would say with Tom Holland's performance, it's the best blend of Peter Parker and Spider-Man that we get. At least that's what I would say. Because you feel that he is this nervous kid who can't really quite talk to girls because he's, you know, a bit nerdy, all this stuff. And he's somewhat relatable, maybe not as much, but he is. There's that a cool balance, moment, the
1: moment where like he has to go into the, uh, the, the room in the uh, cabin or whatever. And there's like this super hot Swedish lady. There, oh yeah. And she's like, put the suit on. He's like, oh, you want me to change right in front of you? Like, that's a cool moment. Yeah. Interesting writing. <laughs> and that's when you start to feel like, okay, he's not, he's 17. He's yeah. not 25. Uh, so I give him some credit for that. And I do like his performance. The only thing about it is, like, this Spider-Man feels weird to me because it's in the context of Tony Stark shepherding him, yeah. being the father figure, he's connected to the MCU, so he doesn't really feel like Tobey Maguire's organic, from the comics, origin right.
0: Spider-Man. and
1: It feels like a different character. This
0: really. And it really is, because this is just kind of... The MCU... It's, you know, of course, it's all based off the comics, but it really is in kind of its very own separate thing where it uses the comics as a source material. Because because it's connected,
1: it has to connect to the one before. Yeah. So, like, they are married to that concept. Yeah, they have to do it. they have to come up
0: with some weird shit because of it. They have to make it connected. They have to play by the rules, you know. But also, too, as far as with the other kind of Peter Parkers and, of course, Tom Holland is where... You know, Peter. They usually show the struggle a bit when it comes to the last two Peter Parker performances of Andrew Garfield and Tobin Maguire, where they're kind of balancing job, yeah. Work we not any of that in this movie, well,
1: and frankly, we're probably not because spoiler alert: everybody figures out Peter Parker Spider Man. Yeah, exactly. So, so. <laughs> it's kind of weird, right? I think like. They're going to miss that whole boat. You gave us the teen stuff, and then you're going to cut through, like, he's a struggling photographer who has no money and Uh needs to figure out how to, like, you know, manage his life and be a superhero. So I thought it
0: was was pretty ballsy to, you know, have him, his character be, you know, have his secret identity revealed, you know, all the way.
1: Remember remember in Homecoming, right? Is it Homecoming or Civil War? Civil War? No, Homecoming.
0: Which one? Where um,
1: uh, Tony Stark is going to announce him to the world. And, and he's and he's like, oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not oh, that ready for Oh, that.
0: uh, that's in the Civil War comics. That's when he gets announced to the world. Right. So, yeah. So
1: we we had it in the movies, and he chooses to go the other way. And he's like, oh, you were just that was a test, right? And he yeah. walks out, and then you look through the room, and there are a bunch of people out there. Okay. Just like yeah. He announced he's Iron Man. He was going to have Peter Parker. I think that is Spider-Man. Homecoming. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Homecoming. Yeah. Right. So we we almost did it, and now we're going to get it in the second one, even though it's a different yeah. take on it. I know you're happy so, with how it was how, how it happened. Yeah. I, Me too. But it, it was uh-huh. very clever. But I don't know. That 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 was a choice they had to make right away. Again, why rush any of this? Right. Why
0: rush any of it? I mean, I feel like it's probably going to play more into Phase 4, like MCU, as far as bigger picture stuff, but... I'm I would say about phase four. you know <laughs> I would say as far as like it's definitely ballsy to reveal that identity especially like at the end but it's Are also we, uh, too Can we is, talk about how it happened? Oh yeah, hold on. Give me one second. <laughs> give me one second. Okay. So, I would say it feels like a natural dire- a natural direction for that character to show struggle in his life because, you know, with the other Peter Parkers, yeah. you know, of course, work, school, Spider-Man, love life, you know, I mean, Tom Holland's you know Peter Parker. He doesn't really have to worry about work because he's so connected to you know like Nick Fury, and he has Tony Stark. He had like a unlimited billion, checks yeah. from Tony
1: Stark, so, you know, so he can get whatever. Yeah, he wants. exactly. So,
0: so he he has access to money mm-hmm. because you know because of Tony Stark. He has access to technology because of Tony Stark. You and know, I don't hate that. Yeah, I you don't know, hate it I'm either. Okay but, with it, but and, it
1: feels weird. I think what they're doing is substituting like the the loss of fan, like we don't get to see his his, yeah. his uh, uncle die or whatever
0: I'm fine I, with that actually yeah, yeah we've it, seen again, it so many yeah, times yeah <laughs> stop it
1: but I'm, so I'm okay with that but like what happens is instead of having like the conflict with money struggling photographer reconciling how to like live my life and be a superhero yeah. you have the loss of Tony Stark the father figure right which is interesting I, I'm okay with that take but mm-hmm. you're still losing a little bit of the thread for me it doesn't feel like Spider-Man it feels like a different like a multiverse Spider-Man yeah. a different guy and like I
0: said I think it's fine. This is the natural direction because we've already seen struggling photograph, you know, photographer Peter Parker all the time. Sure. Um, but... It's it's the best kind of natural direction you can go into, and I think it's just gonna play more into MC into you know phase four. But let's talk about the thing that <laughs> blew me away when his identity got revealed. I so, knew you would like. This, okay, to okay. About you immediately let me let song me song. let me say this. If you haven't seen the movie, this is probably one of the main reasons why you should watch the movie right here. Motherfucking <laughs> J.K. Simmons is back as J. Jonah Jameson. M- I can't. One of the best casting it. jobs ever oh, done in the history okay. of comic
1: movies. Unbelievable. And he shows back up, and he's. He nails it. Oh, he he hands it up it. right, He's right so away. He's so good. He's like uh, Glenn Beck or
0: something. He just
1: ranted yeah, on the TV screen. i
0: I loved it. I think we talked about it or uh, Ryan and I talked about it last podcast so, yeah, where it's like JK Simmons was the spot on JJ yeah. Jameson Talking Flip drives the and, culture. They heard that uh, and they were like put the scene in. Get the scene in there right <laughs> now. Yeah. So god, it's just when he came on screen and I had to do a double check just to say it said J. Jonah Jameson, I was like oh I my it. god. I was shocked I was, that they went that way. I mean, I who would shocked. you who would you recast it? And I think that was the I mean, uh, they can do it because everyone knows this is a separate thing from the, you know, the Sam Raimi trilogy. I guess what I thought. So, was,
1: uh, since we're not going to see Peter Parker, the photographer, it doesn't really matter. You don't really yeah, need him
0: at all. I mean, because he doesn't I'm need that job. glad he's in my life again. So. Yeah, he doesn't need that job. But so. he, can, he can go more into the science route, you know, sure. because he, he is a smart kid. And that's sure. something I think that gets lost in the first two Spider-Man, you know, kind of uh, – Universes. I thought is, Tobey
1: Maguire did a pretty good job of, of that. Actually,
0: there's some somewhat, moments in the Amazing
1: Spider-Man too where he has to go to like the Oz. Oh yeah. thing and do some weird stuff. And so I don't know. Someone Andrew like
0: Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was definitely probably the dumbest Spider. You know, as yeah, far as like you know yeah, science wise yeah, and technology, like he builds his own webs. Yeah, but that's really the extent of it. He had to rely a lot on Gwen Stacy. He was too
1: cool looking. That was he was definitely up, way man. too
0: cool looking. It was like yeah. remember
1: James Franco was almost going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. There's so many people that were going to be Spider-Man, but he was too good looking.
0: Yeah, you had to you had to get Tobey Maguire. You had to. So and even with Tobey Maguire like he was actually able to do a lot of the like the stunt performances as well yeah. so he could he could do both so I think
1: it was actually Spider-Man 2 I think you guys brought it up it was Spider-Man 2 that he wasn't going to come back for
0: yeah with Tobey Maguire yeah so that was and with Jake Gyllenhaal Jake Gyllenhaal from, who yeah, ends up being Mysterio so, yeah. <laughs> so on Mysterio how did you like Mysterio's performance yay nay maybe well, okay so I like Jake Gyllenhaal a lot oh yeah and, absolutely and there's a bunch of
1: his movies that I really like I like him as an actor he's, he's a super interesting actor he it's not his fault I hated this villain. Really? I okay. really didn't like the villain. I didn't like the arc. I didn't like the bar scene. I didn't like uh, that nobody would have recognized that he worked for Tony Stark. This this guy who's like a main scientist for Tony Stark, nobody recognizes him before. Uh-huh. So he can just say he comes from a different planet or something or a different multiverse. Uh-huh. All of it was sort of lazy and nonsensical to me. And I had read before, I don't know if you read this, Tyler, that they were going to bring back Michael Keaton, Adrian Toomes or whatever, okay. the yeah. character, right. for this That's movie. Right. Yeah, Vulture. yeah, Uh So like, I felt like they were going to I don't know if they were going to piece together Sinister Six. And we've always said they cram these movies with too many pounds. But... To me, Mysterio was not enough for this movie. It didn't uh-huh. really work for me. And I, I didn't like the CGI. It felt very Sandman, Circus Spider-Man 3. Yeah. And I didn't like that. Um, like
0: when he's in kind of the. Yeah, the whole uh, thing felt goofy. Like to me. the like, actual illusion pretty yeah, much. Yeah, the illusion or...
1: part. And we knew mm-hmm. we knew Mysterio was like a, a basically a magician, a, a, a some sort of magician. An illusionist. An yeah, an illusionist. Yeah, special effects guy. Yeah. yeah. So based on that, like we sort of knew what the arc was going to be. But the way they did it was just odd to me. It was really odd and I didn't like it.
0: I actually didn't mind it as far as, like, Mysterio. I mean, he's... Because with Mysterio's character, like, he's not really a. Like, he, he just likes to fuck with you. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what he does, you know? He's. But he's not. You know, like,
1: I don't think Jake Gyllenhaal has the edge of, like, somebody like Michael Keaton. Right. It, it was almost weird. Like, he's too earnest. Uh-huh. And in the moments where he's earnest and he's sitting next to Spider Man on the roof and stuff, they have some really nice moments. Yeah. But then when they're at the bar, oh, it's yeah. really odd. And then, like, Spider Man leaves and then they're all celebrating their great victory, it felt super cheesy and, uh-huh. like, just odd. It just felt so, Odd to me.
0: I thought it was really interesting how cuz Mysterio, you know, master of illusions, all that stuff. Where I thought it was very interesting that he needed a whole team of people to keep this whole grand illusion running, yeah, and I thought that was an interesting working part. For him. That yeah. logic was kind and of sour. They were all people who were pissed From off Tony at Stark. Stark, and it's yeah. funny how Tony Stark keeps on creating villains even after he's dead. And this
1: is the thing: like I wrote this in the blog, and I really, really believe this. One of the things I took away more than almost anything else in this movie was you're going to pay homage to, to Tony Stark, right? Yeah. You got the murals. Everybody loves the sacrifice they make. They do the I will always. love Love you with uh, Natasha Romanoff, yeah, Steve Rogers, or Tony in Stark. Memoriam yeah, it's yeah, yeah, beautiful, right. right? I like and I like all that stuff because you're connected to the universe. But what you're also doing is paying homage to him by pointing out he was a terrible person who has oh, all yeah. these killer robots yeah. everywhere, <laughs> and he's, they are even everywhere. They <laughs> can't control any of them, they're always gonna get out and kill people. Like, what is happening? You know, so, like, why are you honoring a guy who's I, like basically killing the world even after he's dead? It's oh, the okay. Age of Ultron all over again, and, and I was gonna say. Like, I think I wrote it in my blog. Like, again, Tony Tony Stark's killer robots is turning into, like, Batman's parents dying. (laughs) Show me those robots one more time. And I swear to God, I'm going to walk out of the theater. I'm so sick of all these stupid flying Tony Stark robots. Sick of it.
0: And, you know, it's funny because I think we talked about it before, like, in a bunch of podcasts where it's, (laughs) like... When Civil War comes out and Tony Stark's just like we need to be put in check. I'm like, hey, you just created like the many last times three villains. Have to before.
1: I mean, come on, man. And by the way, no security on those glasses. You oh can just hand them to somebody God. else. I can just give you the keys to the whole yeah. Tony Stark Industries with like a, a voice command. It's kind of weird, right?
0: I just think you know Steve
1: Rogers was right. Shouts like, Captain America.
0: He's like, we need to be kept in check, guys. Like, uh, you created Ultron. Like, we'll just put that out. This there. This is like, like six
1: Marvel is- movies where like there's a bunch of Iron Man suits flying around. This time it's drones, but same <laughs> oh, difference, <gosh>. man.
0: <laughs> but you know, I thought as far as villains goes, Mysterio is fine. And I thought he was able to he play it up. Cool. A little bit. Yeah, he and definitely did. And I like did. his beard and I like Dylan Hall. Like I uh-huh. said, but the story to me we, was goofy. We all knew he was going to be, you know, we all knew he was going to turn evil, right? We course, all knew yeah, he was going to turn we evil. Said it, we tell, I yeah. I kind of hoped it wasn't going to be that case. I kind of hoped he actually was from a different multiverse and this is just Mysterio from where you know what this is? Mysterio. I understand that would have
1: worked better. Yeah. Why not and, have Mysterio like a movie or two? To yeah, be A good guy until he takes a turn and drink, something tragic happens to him. And I think.
0: And at first I was thinking, okay, he's probably going to be the bad guy, but it would be interesting as far as this is Mysterio, and he could actually say in the movie, you know, I actually used to be a villain in the universe I came from. It's just that these yeah, major villains came to like play. Something that would have been a great take. And I had to, take, you know, what I mean, I had to help. Me. So. And
1: by the way, you could have had Keaton come back. He's already built up. He's one of the better villains of the, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh yeah, for sure. And it would have worked. You uh-huh. could have maybe introduce one other member of Sinister Six or something like that, and then Mysterio is a good guy all the way to the end, and then something tragic happens at the end or something like that. Right. But they, it's a missed opportunity, and again, Sony, I don't get why you rushed this movie out. I don't feel like you had the story all in place, and I don't feel like you did... Uh, I don't. Th- I feel like you did a disservice to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, not really shepherding anything uh, solid into Phase right. 4. I don't know where Phase 4 is going.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not 100% sure either. I... S- but still, as far as Mysterio goes, he ends up being evil, which, you know, we all kind of saw. I wish it wasn't really going to exactly go down that route. As far as we know, you know, in the Marvel Universe, there is no quite multiverse. So there goes all the theories of introducing the, other the X Men. Like, how about, like, so
1: Spider Man into the multiverse, right? Or whatever? Into the Spider Verse? Into, yeah, into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Now, I've seen half of it, so I didn't rank it The time of my it's blog. It's so good. I, I know, and everything I saw about it, I uh-huh. loved. I just didn't quite finish it. Animated movies are tough for me. I always fall asleep. But I will get back to it. <laughs> what, but I would say, is, like, why introduce that idea that he comes from a Multiverse, right? Just to throw it in the trash can. Uh-huh. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's kind of the thing you, you with, made a uh, joke of it, so, which is kind of disrespectful right. to a really successful, maybe the best Spider-Man movie by some people's accord. And so
0: I, I would say me. it's kind of like with the Captain Marvel situation with the scrolls, where you think they're going to be the big bad, or the big villain, yeah, we need to talk and about then that it's a one eighty. We're into spoilers, so, yeah. We're into so spoilers. So. I, I, there's a
1: there's a there's a problem, a plot hole in this movie that Nick Fury and Maria Hill are just goofy the whole time. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're, they're so dumb. Um, hot like a <laughs> dumb. They don't know anything. They're goofy. And, and they clean up the plot hole with uh, post credits. Was it post credits?
0: Uh, first post credits. First yeah, post credits.
1: It's revealed that they are scrolls. Yeah. Disguise. They're the covering two, for yeah, them. Yeah, the two yeah. goofy scrolls from Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. So now, what I, my problem is like, and I was okay with the idea that you're going to have the Cree the Scroll War or whatever right. possibly shepherd you into phase four. But you made the scrolls the good guys in Captain Marvel. You made them kind of hokey and comedic. And right. Now you're married to that idea. Well, did it's kind of weird do you
0: see the final end credit scene I did yeah, yeah so Where because Nikiri wakes up yeah, yeah he's on he's on some sort he's of spaceship yeah I, I looked up what it was called but I forgot it and so yeah it's exactly funny. it doesn't it matter. matter yeah <laughs> yeah so but uh it's it feels like I felt like as far as like watching that, I was like, what's going on, Nick Fury? This is a guy who's supposed to have a plan for everything, and I get right. he was gone for five years, but it's just kind of like, but you have to wait what is going on? To and figure out, like, it's like, very what odd. What is going yeah. on? Like, he is being so dumb right now, yeah. and of course, they end up being scrolls. So I like to think that Nick Fury is up to something, you know, a grander scheme as far as what it is he's trying to do and that's why he sent in two scrolls to cover him and Maria Hill and I'm assuming all those other people that were like Dimitri and all the other ones I'm going to assume those were all scrolls as well. So I'm yeah, gonna, I'm going gonna to assume that whole yeah, true. I'm going to assume that whole team were just a bunch of scrolls. So I, get, I I just want to know exactly what Nick Fury is up to. And it makes sense as far as, like, okay, this is why they were kind of being blundering idiots this whole movie is because, you know, they weren't them. I, I don't and totally
1: understand, like, what is... So they're filling in for Nick Fury while he's doing some grander plan is the thought. Maybe, so yeah. So why, why are you forcing Spider-Man to be a superhero right now because somebody has to watch the earth and they know yeah. this Quentin Beck guy is causing problems or something like that. It didn't... It, the whole thing wasn't... To me, it didn't feel well thought right. out. I do I do like the idea that Peter Parker just wants to go on his European vacation and kiss the girl of his dreams. Yeah. And this guy's mm-hmm. interrupting it and he's ghosting Nick Fury and I love Happy Hogan filling in his Don't ghost figure. me. Yeah. Yeah, I like all that <laughs> stuff but when you're watching the movie you're just like this doesn't feel like the rest of the movies it feels weird and out of place uh-huh. and just to clean that up with a post credit scene that's not super charming or anything right. again I didn't like the Cree, uh, the Skrulls in uh, Captain Marvel either being kind of comedic and weird I know you guys liked it more than me Ew. so I wasn't yeah, I wasn't totally <laughs> in love with that either I don't feel like it's a great uh, line yeah. through these
0: movies and you so. know it's funny because when I was looking at Nick Fury's eye patch I'm mm-hmm. like he got that from a cat
1: yeah right yeah every time yeah, I was yeah. like he got that from a cat and some cat account- like oh, so So I I wonder, when we get down to ratings, like Captain Marvel vs. Spider-Man, by the end of this movie, even though I do like Tom Holland and I like his performance... I was thinking like you know Captain Marvel should probably lead the Avengers, oh, <laughs> well, my probably not Spider Man. You know, <laughs> and I don't love her either, but I, I tend to think like he's not ready for this, and I don't know why they're rushing him in.
0: Well, it. they were originally going to have a cameo with the new Captain America, uh, Anthony Mackie. I would so, like that. Yeah, I was kind of waiting and for something like that because that feels like a natural direction of who's going to you know run the Avengers. You think maybe Anthony Mackie, at least from like, like a leadership
1: organization standpoint, I yeah. think he'd be fine at
0: that. So. He'd be the face of it, right. the new front, the new or Captain Black America. Panther,
1: Black Panther. Yeah, from again you know, him and Shuri just taking control and like, this is how we're going to do it, you know? Because
0: originally it's Black Widow ends up taking a care of the, she ends up taking hold of the Avengers which pretty I much. Liked, yeah, yeah which I, I liked, definitely like. So I wouldn't mind as far as Anthony Mackey like taking over with the Avengers and just kind of going from there. But that was something that got cut out. How did you feel about the the Peter Tingle? So, the Peter- so it's, it's a joke, of course, you know, that we talked about, I think, like two episodes ago. You brought but, it up a yeah. couple
1: episodes ago, right? And I thought it was a terrible idea, but actually they executed, it's pretty funny. They executed it's pretty it in a ways. Yeah. yeah, I sort of liked it. And I even wrote on my blog, it was that my Peter Tingle was telling me I have to rate all the Spider-Man things. <laughs> so, like, I, I did find it charming and I did fall for so, it, so...
0: I think they played it well. The as, Charming stuff uh-huh. in this movie is good. Tyler. It does, yeah. It's the, the other good stuff, stuff hits. Yeah, the good stuff it's the hits. The
1: set pieces and the bad
0: guy and uh-huh. the
1: overall arc of how it connects to the Avengers and Endgame is the stuff that doesn't work for me.
0: Right. So I mean, it's definitely a rush. You know, they could have waited a couple months or could have waited until, you know, Endgame is. Yeah, Let, us, the let us digest yeah. Endgame
1: a little bit longer. We Do we always have to cash those cash? Because we got you know?
0: Endgame in May, and then of course we got yeah. just got this two months later. And Endgame later, was like the
1: epics of all epics. You yeah. know I mean? It's the godfather, maybe, of, of comic book movies. And we lost a lot of folks, and it's emotional. Just right. to just to clean that up two months later with I will always love you. but Not enough we it. breathing room. Yeah, it's so. not enough. We haven't processed it yet. I don't <laughs> get it. I don't get what they were thinking here.
0: Yeah, so as far as the Peter team goes, I mean, once, and I, th- I like how they explain it, you know, of course, with Happy, where he says like, you get this thing, you know, well of course, they're explaining the Spidey sense, By the where way, it's John on the By Favreau fritz. as
1: Happy Hogan, I need him in all my spider Man movies now. <laughs> Let's just keep him there. And I actually like that Aunt May was like, it's not a serious relationship. Oh, yeah, at the very end. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that stuff is great. I love all that stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I like how they sum it up as far as like, it's just, it's not really working because it's still, because he's still kind of a new Spider-Man in general. Like, he's probably only had his powers, maybe like one and a half, it's, maybe it's two years. Super so
1: super explained well, although they have the one Scene when he's in the bridge yeah. where they clean it up a little bit. I think bit. that's done
0: very well. Yeah, when it's he, fine. When he it's actually trusts his, his Peter right. Tingle, when he actually trusts, his... When he, his, sp- when he, sp- he yeah. has no choice, he leans on the, yeah. the, the spidey sense. And it and works. It, it right, definitely exactly. works because when he's going through that bridge and he's fighting all the drones, I feel like it works. And of course, when he dodges the bullet when Mysterio tries to put one in the back of his head, you know, I feel as though it works. I don't know if Mysterio is actually dead. They just say all illusions are gone. I was confused gone, by that too because yeah.
1: then you, when you see the J. Jonah Jameson stuff and you see like how he was able to to kind of spook. He's been the story Yeah, spin yeah. The story. I didn't totally understand that. And I didn't want him to die because he's definitely a member of Sinister Six. If we're going to go that direction mm-hmm. and I he's thi- dead. Yeah. And I think if, with all the stuff that happened, he could be an integral part of the Sinister Six. Now we saw his partner there, the illusion yeah. partner there, take like the flash drive of presumably Tony Stark. I'm killer, assuming he's killer the one killer who robots. Sent it. Yet a... again, we're going to see more killer yeah. robots. You know, guys? <laughs> so I don't know exactly what's going to happen. Hopefully like what I was looking for at an end credit scene was him going to Michael Keaton in jail Or something along those lines. Right. But we didn't quite get that, so...
0: Okay. Yeah. I would have... After watching kind of Tom Holland, Peter Parker, you know, after he gets his Spidey sense and after he destroys all his drones... I kind of would have loved an Into the Spider Verse with you know all the right. live action because of course you can bring back Andrew Gar- Andrew Garfield you can bring back Tobey Maguire yeah, you guys
1: brought that up last yeah. week and that's another interesting and idea it's like when we talk about Batman Beyond with Michael yeah King with Mike Keaton. yeah what a crazy cool idea people would go crazy for that and again two
0: generations three coming generation, together coming together yeah. to see
1: Star Wars or whatever and and like this is what they should have thought through but they I don't they can't do yeah, it. yeah they so. can't
0: I mean maybe one day they will but you know as far as that like I would have loved to see you know of course you bring back Spider Gwen you can bring back Stone as Spider Gwen as a different version. You could, yeah, and you could. She honestly, do it. you know, she's for that, but yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe. But honestly, and you can have that kind of connection again with Andrew Garfield, Spider Man, and you know, Spider Gwen because they're coming from different universes. And then you could even show Toby Maguire like as a fully fledged, you know, fully developed Spider Man, you know, maybe not a full on think- dropout, but you know, someone who really understands his Spider-Man powers and really knows exactly what he's capable of on the strength, endurance, and spider sense level.
1: So what the Marvel Cinematic Universe was able to do with the twenty two, twenty what is this, twenty-three, I think? So oh, 20, God, the twenty-two previous <laughs> 23, 24, yeah. Is get you to just buy into whatever they're putting out there. Right. Whatever goofy storyline they're gonna put out there, whatever comic stuff that maybe couldn't translate to film, forget it. It can translate. We can do whatever we want now. Um, so I, I like the idea that they could have multiple Spider-Mans running around. Yeah. I don't know why they're not leaning into that. I think that what the Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse showed you was that shit can work and it's so fun for everybody. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know why they didn't lean in. I, I feel like it's a missed opportunity. Well, Instead, they, they're trying to shepherd Tom Holland into the next Iron Man. And again, he just showed up in Civil War. I'm not sure he's the obvious choice right. to be the leader of this thing so uh-huh. plus his age he's got what is he 17 in yeah movie? he's 17 he's weird, got a right? billion dollar a hand, equipment yeah you know? <laughs> he, he, he just gave it to jake dylan hall you know like it doesn't make any sense right like he's obviously not ready let's not do this and frankly i was very touched yeah. by his why would you give it yeah why when would he you finally kisses it? mj that's a great moment oh, yeah their chemistry is unbelievable i like kristen does so much as mj i think zendaya is my mj i think oh, she's no, so she's, good at it
0: she's, she's probably the best one yeah. i think because i mean because she's an actual teenager too you know what i mean yeah, she's definitely she's more up to date young, yeah. yeah you know it's, it's a very modern relationship
1: she, like what they tried to go for with the emo amazing amazing spider-man movies with uh emma stone and andrew garfield is what they nail in this movie they uh-huh. feel like real kids to me whereas yeah. in the other ones they did not so yeah absolutely. i think they get that part right yeah
0: all the other ones it's like these are definitely you know so, like and, you said you're beverly hills you know this is the
1: thing like i don't really want to kill the movie but the problem is like you nail that part, but you're going to go away from it, telling the world who Peter Parker is, taking away his youth and giving him all this responsibility. Now, uh-huh. you, we could have gone like one or two forces more Forces him to grow up. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to take, it's it's take us out of high school, which I'm not sure mm-hmm. is the right
0: idea. It's funny because that kind of puts him as the new Iron Man in Germany. Because, you know, yeah, Tony no Stark does that in the first movie. Yeah. He says, I am Iron Man. and Which know, at the
1: time was groundbreaking. I remember yeah. thinking like, holy crap, that's crazy. And ballsy too, yeah. yeah, yeah so like very ballsy. John Favreau directed it. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> huh?
0: Yeah, so... God. Like I said, like earlier with, you know, with the revealing his identity, it felt like the natural direction to go in was someone who has all the connections that this Peter Parker does have. You know, as far as technology, money, you know, how do you create, you know, I mean, how do you create struggles he, he for was this character? He just a, got the girl, At too. some point
1: in the movie, he's doing a charity event with Marissa Tomei. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa Tomei's Aunt May. I mean, his Aunt voice we is the aunt of Spider, of, of Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, we're not really, Bruce Wayne's it's, not doing a great job of keeping it a secret it's, here. It's so
0: funny because... <laughs> because like every time he talks, you can tell he's a kid. Right? Or just like, yeah. uh, thanks for really coming out, guys. <laughs> yeah. um, um, just. Thanks for coming and out. he sounds just um, like yeah, uh, Tom Holland, uh, right? <laughs> It doesn't make a lot of sense. He, he sounds like a 16-year-old, <laughs> how they would sound if they had to make a public speech. Um, thanks, guys. When MJ uh, is like... Donate uh, money,
1: please. You're <laughs> you're your Spider-Man. It's kind of obvious. And she's like, oh, shit, you are Spider-Man? That's only 60%. I was only 67% Yeah. sure. I'd be like, nah, you were probably like 99% Yeah, sure. like, you're pretty sure. Everybody
0: right? is 99% sure that kid's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> or a male escort. Like yeah, <laughs> only that. yeah, Yeah, one or the other. We one. thought you were a male escort. <laughs> like... <laughs>
1: He's <laughs> A great dancer, Tom Holland, a great dancer. By the way, we brought this up uh, pre-Pod, right? Uh, he's in The Impossible, which was a 2014 movie with uh, Naomi uh-huh. Watts and McGregor. That is a great movie. It's about the Thailand tsunami. He's the little boy in that movie. Unbelievable in that movie. Just so so good.
0: He's been he's been acting forever. So yeah, he's
1: been he's a kid actor.
0: He's he's done really really well. And
1: like you said, I'm okay. He's not like my Spider-Man. It's still Tobey Maguire for me. But I totally accept him as uh-huh. Spider-Man. Certainly better than Andrew Garfield, and he fits in fine. I just don't like the I'm. Nervous about the choices they're making with him
0: going going into yeah, and do you feel like this movie would have been better if there was actual breathing room? Like, let's say this came out like September or maybe October. I you think know? it would have
1: gave him more time to get it right. I'm not sure that they did get it right with certainly with mm-hmm. the Mysterio character and the arc of the story. But uh, even if it was the same exact movie, it could have used two more months.
0: Yeah, something like that. I, I certainly agree with that. I would say, you know, with the Mysterio character, I think it's interesting when they first, you know, when he gives his backstory and you see him in the turtleneck, you know, yeah. like the uh, <laughs> uh, the Steve Jobs turtleneck. Yeah, you Jobs named it to like, Barf? Yeah, exactly. Like, he he's so mad this. that you
1: named it Barf. Like it's so disrespectful. And again, like, Tony Stark's legacy. Think about Tony Stark's legacy. There was touching moments in Infinity War and in Endgame with Tony Stark and the father figure to uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker. But what happens is mm <laughs> you find out yeah Tony Stark's a narcissist who invents a bunch of killer robots and doesn't treat his co-workers <laughs> very so well there's so
0: many drones he's, in there he's got
1: problems and the only thing they talk about and it's a very nice moment on the uh-huh. jet is Happy Hogan and Peter Parker are having some time to grieve right. and miss Tony Stark and I really like those moments but he does say Great it in part like Tony Stark second guessed everything he didn't always make the right decision and that's that's an important scene mm-hmm. it's not enough to cover all the killer robots again that Tony Stark is at yeah. fault for but it's a good scene and I'm glad <laughs> it was in
0: there so. and of course like with that scene when he's building his own Spider-Man suit in the plane so great kind of shot shot. for shot with uh, with the very first Iron Man so so
1: cool and I was so and and again you get to finally see Peter Parker when it's like science mind coming up with different thoughts on like how you can blend these weapons together and how you can fight these bad guys or whatever it's very like tone he's taking the mantle very very clearly there yeah and I was glad that John Watts was able to get a couple of moments of screen time to cram that in there instead of like more of these illusiony weird Mm -hmm. you know cloud Bursting freaking yeah. bad guys that don't make a ton of you know, sense. So.
0: I thought the illusions worked fairly well. You know, when he's when they're in the warehouse and you know they're building the illusions with yeah, it those ones as were far like, as what's real what's yeah. not real i thought it fairly worked but there are also sometimes it's just like come on spider-man you gotta know this is an illusion yeah. you gotta know this isn't yeah. real not you just know, know,
1: spider-man but, like everybody yeah. outside in the world like how right. can you not know that this is this is not you know it's, i mean it's that it good technology
0: weird. if you're a regular person i can understand that but if you're spider-man and you know this guy is using illusions to trick you um maybe second guess who you're gonna tell who you told your friends you know because you just kind of got I, them killed
1: i also have a le- hard time believing that these guys hate Tony Stark so much that they would do they something like club. this like, <laughs> I don't find Quentin Beck to be the leader uh, that like he's not a charismatic leader that would get these guys to follow him why are right. they even following him like none of that
0: felt very they all very Tony le- Stark
1: yeah it didn't feel very legit
0: you got a story guy yeah. to come up with the story yeah. you got a chick sure. who's you know dressing yep. you know who does the costume yep, you sure. got the drones the
1: costume. you got to steam that, that, uh, <laughs> that cape right
0: <laughs> no actually keep on doing that yeah, <laughs> I'm, keep on doing I'm, I'm gonna be shaking hands with the queen so <laughs> great
1: beard on Jake Hall. I mean, I get it. But to me, like the whole thing just felt hokey. They could have come up with something better than that.
0: I mean, definitely. I mean, it feels so much true to Mysterio's character because he is kind of just like, you know, it's just... It's kind know, of why I asked the question, like, The why? reasonings are stupid. It's just, he's just doing it to be a dick and because he wants but to do not, it. And he
1: actually is really good in the moments where he's not a dick.
0: Yeah, he actually is. That's he sells kind of it very it well. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: and then when he's trying to be a dick... I found that part to be less believable. Right. See, they needed to do, like, he needed to kill somebody, like, point blank with a handgun or something.
0: I mean, he did get Spider-Man run over by a train. Yeah, so he did. I mean, that, that was something. 10, something yeah. Else, yeah, so I think... I think with this movie I need to give it a little bit more breathing room yeah um, and we'll see again rewatch it again, maybe yeah. wa-
1: like Homecoming I find to be really rewatchable yeah I gave it a six and maybe I can bump it to a six and a half this one I'm not so sure I, I, I didn't leave the theater like oh I gotta watch that again because I didn't process everything that happened right I left the theater thinking eh
0: whatever could have been a little better yeah, been a little I better. mean okay so I'll just kind of go into the questions uh, favorite Spider-Man 2 would you say Sam Raimi Mark Webb whoever directed this one I can't remember his name (laughs) so the question is which is my favorite sequel which favorite sequel which is your so Sam Raimi Spider-Man 2
1: for me the number one Spider-Man movie of all time is Spider-Man 2 Sam Raimi with Doc Ock that's where everything comes together so perfectly whether it's the romance the James Franco stuff Alfred Molina's casting as Doc Ock and the growth of Peter Parker as the Spider-Man character as he becomes a hero there's so much in there that's just so good I find it to be one of the better comic book movies ever made, frankly. Okay. Um, so that one is my favorite sequel. Then probably this one, just by default because Amazing Spider-Man 2 was so, so bad. It's so bad, yeah.
0: Even there's though, a Even though again, lot they wrong. killed
1: Gwen Stacy which I kind of liked. But okay.
0: Alright. All right. I would say with this one, oh, gosh, that the Toby Maguire one is still pretty solid. There are certain things that don't hold up, but you kind of have to give it a little bit of wiggle room because of the time, you know, and certain like CGI effects, you know, but, but you, same being, thing, I... but for you give it a wiggle room because of the time, but...
1: Spider Man, the first one came out in 2002. I was still in the military and I saw it on a bootleg copy. And even on the bootleg copy floating around in the middle of the ocean, I was like, holy crap, I can't believe they figured out how to make this work. Like he's floating <laughs> through New York yeah. with the webs you know that's pretty incredible right. I know now you look at it it doesn't look quite the same but at the time holy crap that was amazing uh-huh. that's why I think Sam Raimi is just the perfect blend of like kind of like a horror background very CGI special effects guy but also very earnest in his love for these characters Right. unlike Brian Singer and some of these other guys that have done made good movies but they don't care about the characters like Sam Raimi does that's why I, I he could make a Batman movie right. he could make another Spider-Man movie that works really really well I don't think that John Watts even though he does a good job here I definitely don't think Mark Webb who again I just want to make indie movies forget comics um, feel the same way about this
0: character so yeah i mean gosh cuz it feels like the to- Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield feels like you can put that in its own little category and for sure the Toby Maguire Spider-Man 2, that is, is. The, the strongest one this one because it feels like in it its own kind of separate category you know what i mean it feels and it a little hard be, to judge cuz yeah. again they
1: changed the origin he's connected to iron man I, he doesn't have the, the same thing. struggles right. you know everything
0: right. so I would say, uh, and I would want to rewatch this one and rewatch the Tobey Maguire one. I would say just because this one's fresh in my mind, I'd have to give it to this one, Far From Home, as number one Spider-Man two. Wow! But so you like this better than the Doc Ock? I need, I need a re, oh, I need to rewatch Spider-Man two. Yeah, wow. you know, and I'm, I'm kind of like Surprised. even hesi- I'm, I'm not hesitant. So to you say don't it.
1: like Michael Mann's Heat, one of the greatest <laughs> robbery movies of all time, and you think Spider-Man Far From Home, a very mediocre Spider-Man movie, is better than Sam Raimi's <laughs> Spider-Man two? Where's Ryan? This all just right. <laughs> Nostalgia. Right. We uh, we're not best friends anymore. <laughs> nostalgia,
0: but you know, I need to rewatch. You know, I, was I need re-watch to rewatch I know, so right? I that's not right. <laughs> <That's out laughs> the window. So, I feel like I need to rewatch Tom Holland's one again. Of course, with Far From Home, and I definitely need to rewatch or finish all of uh, Spider-Man Two. Sam Raimi again. You know, I've it's seen so it good. so many times. It's so, so good. and
1: actually, but, I recommend watching Spider-Man Two Thousand Two and then Spider-Man Two Two Thousand Four. Back to back, okay. Because when you see the growth of the character, it's like, well, they actually got somebody to care about the character from the comics and make him naturally progress right. like a normal person would. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Uh, the problem was three; you lose the rail again. You lose it, and, yeah. And there's a lot of three that I like. And that's the though thing, though. Three
0: sets the trend for the other ones yeah. of just you cram what too much. What three in. was
1: so panned that it really uh, took so much away from what that trilogy really was. Yeah you know so trilogies are they're not you know the matrix trilogy it's not it's not amazing when yeah. you look at all three movies combined but the first one is incredible moments of the second one moments of the third one are good the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies—the first and second one—are amazing films. Really, mm-hmm. really good comic films. Some of the best comic films ever made. The third one, okay, it's not great, but that doesn't mean you throw the rest away. Right. So I, I think, it, by the way, it made a ton of money. You guys brought it up before that we could have had a Spider-Man four with that same universe. I would have loved to see that movie, and I think that movie would have been successful.
0: Yeah, it definitely. It was supposed to be v- a vulture. Yeah, it was supposed to be, be vulture. Kind of, yeah, you know, it was a studio thing. You know. So. Yeah, Sony always interfering. Same. So yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so the same thing. They all feel like they're in their own little separate category. You know, well, not. Except what except is for okay? Garfield, so let me ask you this, but, Tyler,
1: because you can always go to realwatchability.com. I ranked all of the seven, not into the Spider Verse, uh-huh. but all the other seven Spider Man movies on my blog after the review. What is your favorite Spider Man movie?
0: Ooh, is that is that a hard question? That is kind of a hard question because <laughs> right. oh man, if you would, only watch one, if you if you're on a desert island, so oh if I was on a desert island, yeah, or Mysterio made one. you think you were on a desert island. Oh man, island. <laughs> if you only had one movie,
1: one Spider Man. Oh, would it
0: be? you know I'd have to give it to Homecoming.
1: Wow. Okay. You
0: know, See, if, if it kids, was out of those, the yeah, I'd have. <laughs> there's <So> no perspective. <laughs> I would probably say, you know, Mark Webb's the amazing Spider Man, you just throw those out the boat. You know what I mean? You, yeah. just, you just got to. Like, there's yeah. some good and things in them, for but yeah, <laughs> there's some good things in them, but just not enough to redeem it. But it's definitely, you know, Spider-Man 1 and 2, Tobey Maguire, and then for sure, like, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. And is, oh, so we talked about it on Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh,
1: what is it? Talking underscore flick?
0: Oh, flick underscore flick talking. Underscore there talking. we go. Yeah, Sorry, I'm like, yep. is it? I don't and know. Yeah. Watch, yeah, we don't know what it is. <laughs> We're
1: not good at this. Um, but you said Tobey Maguire was your Spider-Man. Yeah. you, know, you agree with that? So Toby why is your Spider-Man. Has, this is so hard. Yeah, yeah this is, is so hard. challenging you on your thoughts this here. This is so hard Because he's my pick, Spider-Man so. <laughs> and my number one and number two Spider-Man movie, spoiler for the blog, it's Spider-Man it's just, 2 and Spider-Man 1.
0: A lot, of those, a lot of those Spider-Man movies, you know, because he makes a good Peter Parker, but there's just certain moments in those first two Spider-Man movies and even the third one where he's just... So whiny. His, He's crazy. so yeah, he whiny. That, yeah. And it's just like some things are so weird and so you awkward know with if, him. And I'm so
1: glad when I saw those movies. I didn't know how much of a dick Toby Maguire was. In oh my yeah. I like barely, yeah. By the way, did you follow me on Twitter? I'm not sure if you did or not. Yeah. But I'm really sorry about that. I'd still love to play poker against you. But yeah, the stuff from Molly's game and stuff is incredible to yeah. think like he, that's I'm, the Mike
0: Sarah film, yeah. it's like it's based off <laughs> he, him. Yeah. Toby
1: Maguire is an incredible actor. Sea Biscuit, Cider House uh-huh. Rules, Wonder Boys. Make sure you you see these movies. He's a gifted actor, and he really needs to be acting some more.
0: Well, he's got that Spider Man money, so he doesn't need to. I so. know, he doesn't <laughs> that poker money and that Spider Man. Uh, yeah. Right, so, uh, we
1: want to rate it. You yeah. Want to rate oh, the movie? Uh, real
0: quick, one other question: uh, favorite Spider Man villain from the movies
1: oh man that's tough I really yeah. gave Watts a lot of credit for the character they wrote for Michael Keaton's uh, Vulture I yeah. thought they, they, he was interesting
0: the fact it, that he had a daughter and, and you a know family what? it works with that universe and I another agree. Tony Stark yes. created
1: villain yeah, another, of course he's actually you know what we should be celebrating
0: Captain America not, <laughs> yeah. not Iron Man
1: yeah. <laughs> Iron Man really fucked up you a lot. Really, yeah he you really,
0: you really made a lot please, of villains no killer robots.
1: <laughs> please enough with the killer robots but I would say this I think for me it's hard to not pick Doc Ock because Alfred Molina's performance in that movie with the wife passing away was really spot on Uh Um, and at that point in 2004 we hadn't seen it executed super super well Uh, Jack Nicholson's Joker in the 89 Batman I think was the best one prior to that so I'm going to give it to that one because that's my favorite movie but you know that's why I asked the question I don't think the Spider-Man villains are that great that's why I kind of mystified that Drew Goddard wants to do a Sinister Six movie so bad I don't really get it I I actually think Spider-Man with the bigger villains mm -hmm. like Thanos works better Uh, than some of these other guys
0: I think it would. I think it just. It depends on the story, and it depends how they write it. You know, for sure, like anything, it just depends on the story they want to tell with that villain, and just how much of an impact it's yeah, going to make. Shocker,
1: Electro, Rhino. I mean, are these guys we really care about? I mean, I don't, I don't know.
0: Electro, I mean, it's it's if we can get them, it's if yeah. the writers of the movie I, I makers hate can get the us to care. I not the Jamie Foxx
1: performance of Electro actually either. I thought they tried to give him some depth. It was a little bit like... Jim it Gary falls too shortcut. short. Yeah. But it, yeah. falls uh, short it, but... it
0: falls a little short. Yeah, but... It was like the
1: Riddler in Batman 3. There were some things I liked about it, but it got kind of weird. So.
0: Yeah. It loses, it loses its touch after watching yeah. it. So, but... For me, I'll say favorite Spider Man villain, you know, it's definitely gotta be a tie between like Doc Ock and Vulture. You know, yeah, because you okay calling it a tie and, it's close yeah. enough that it's a tie. And
1: and again, the key there is the casting. You have to have an actor with some depth and some edge to make that work. Because yeah. they're generally good people who turn bad. Yeah. And if you're making that choice, I gotta believe it. Mm-hmm. and that's in the acting
0: and what would you i mean with green goblin not the amazing spider-man the william but defoe william one? defoe and maybe james franco <laughs> if you want to put okay, so there but <laughs> here's
1: I the mean, thing, right william, william defoe is defoe, incredible he, he does had a, great, a pretty good job when he's harry osborne right is it harry? yeah or norman or norman. Sorry, norman, norman Osborn. Is he's great right when he puts the stupid mask on it loses <laughs> a bit, of it, right? Oh. And he, oh, I like uh, it in the mirror when he's fighting himself. Like yeah. some of that stuff is really, really interesting. Again, Sam Raimi really knows how to make that stuff work. But the stupid costume was so bad, it's hard to shake it from my brain.
0: <laughs> I would say with that first Spider-Man at the very end scene, because I've seen that movie so many times. When he dies. With, well, not so much when, when before he dies when they're okay. fighting one to one and just Green Goblin is just kicking yeah, Spider-Man's yeah. ass. Yeah. He fucks some. up. And the suit's getting yeah, ripped. Yeah, suit's getting the ripped. I really so, like that. So, I mean, now that I'm talking about that, I'm thinking about Spider-Man 1. So, yeah. yeah. It's an incredible movie. I'm telling you. <laughs> you know, them. let me rewatch these Spider-Mans, okay. and I will put a list on Twitter as far as, you know, one through whatever. i link it so, to my blog. I yeah, so, yeah. you know, let me think about it a little bit, because there are some really solid stuff in the Sam Raimis, and I think there's some really good things in, you know, of course, the uh, the Tom Holland, you know, sequels, too, in the first and second ones. So
1: So, but, I was gonna, I think I wrote it on the blog, I can't remember, but I was gonna say that Even though I really like these two movies and I like John Watts a lot as a director and his John Hughes kind of take on these movies is interesting and it's a nice juxtaposition, you know, I love to say that word, uh, to these Avenger movies that come Uh out, I feel like he should step away now. No. Yeah. You're with Mark, agree? or
0: sorry, with who? Uh,
1: the director of Homecoming. Okay. Yeah. Far, uh, Far from Home. I don't think he should get a third one. Um, I think it maybe let's hand because now we're gonna Peter hand Parker. Hand the keys to someone. Hand else. the keys to yeah. else. Give it to a Russo it, brother or something like that. Maybe not and a Russo brother. Yeah, maybe give no. them a break. You know, <laughs> Some, they've been doing. Else. They've been yeah. doing so
0: much. Yeah. But they're good at it. Yeah. They're very good at it. So they're just Marvel just throwing money at them. Give just like to, please uh, give us a vacation. To Ryan
1: Johnson, I don't know. Maybe to somebody like that.
0: I don't know. So. Yeah, I think because if give you're gonna move away <laughs> and yeah, give it. Oh man, that'd be, yeah, that'd be <laughs> That's interesting. Not happen, yeah, man. I won't. But I think it'd be very. You know, if anyone's to handle uh, into the Spider Verse, I think Sam Raimi should. You know, if and anyone this, was into the Spider Verse was that
1: um, the guy Lord and Miller? Is that who did that movie? You know, I don't know. I think I'd from the to Lego look movie. Up. Yeah, I would I'd have love to look it see up, their so. take. You could hand the keys to them and see how they uh, take this character forward. I, I would think that would be interesting, mm-hmm. also.
0: Yeah, so, but definitely, if you're going to move away from the John Hughes, you know what I mean? Where he's not really as much of a teenager he has to grow and up And now, which really I really want to, to, but there, we
1: have no choice. We're, we're yeah, you have to, you know, that that there's direction. no
0: way you can have a normal teenage life now. But, yeah, I think a different director, it's time for it because it's a different kind of storyline. It's a different type of theme they're going for. But, all right, let's move into the ratings. Let's do it. Let's yeah, let's it. do it. So, what do you want to give it?
1: Okay, so for me, again, the Shawshank scale, I had a hard time with this one. I kind of wanted to give it like a five and a half. But I bumped it to a six because I did leave the theater entertained. I did stay for both end credit scenes. I did care about the end of phase three going into phase four. I'm going to give it the same ranking as uh, Homecoming, which is a six. But I might want to watch Homecoming again and see if Homecoming might be a six and a half because I was more entertained with that one. So I didn't love it. I didn't think they nailed Mysterio. I didn't think they uh, paid enough respect to Tony Stark if that's what they were going for, to have the killer robots again. A little bit lazy, some missed opportunity not having Keaton in it. And um, again, the stuff with the kids is amazing. When we're not talking about Spider Man and we're just having like Tom Holland and Zendaya make out, it's it's beautiful. It really, really works. Pieces, doing like set pieces, doing like set pieces, Jake Gyllenhaal versus Spider Man doesn't work so much. So six, six for me, and it might have room to go. You know, maybe to a five and a half. So
0: okay, I mean, I feel like I would give it a good solid eight. As wow. far, yeah, just That's because, high. just because. He balances, you know, with Tom That's Holland. Like that it's like we can have Bernie's territory. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so just because with Tom Holland's, or just Tom Holland's is Peter Parker and Spider Man, it's. I, it's the most perfect balance of I, both that we've got. I put it ahead of and, Detective Pikachu, but below John Wick 3, just so okay. people know. Like, frame a reference here. <laughs> yeah, so I'd give it, I'd give it eight Tobey Maguires. You think this is better <laughs> than Shazam, huh? you think this movie's better oh, than Shazam? Oh, yeah, I think this is more entertaining than Shazam. So better I, than Captain Marvel? Yeah, better than wow, Captain okay. Marvel. So I'd, I'd give it better than Captain Marvel. So I don't like either
1: one of them, but they're... They're both about the same for me.
0: Captain Marvel is probably my least favorite. Well, not my very, very least favorite, but one of my least favorites out of the whole, you know, MCU kind of timeline. So, but yeah, I'd give this good, I'd give this eight Tobey Maguire poker debts, I guess. Yeah. Or, you know. Right. Right. poker markers. <laughs> yeah, so just because, yeah, it's, it's the best balance of both. And I know the rules of the universe, as far as like this character are changing, but you just have to have it fit within what's happening with the MCU. And, you know, we've already gotten struggling photograph, you know, photographers, Peter Parker, you know, two other times. So I think this is a natural way to kind of take this character. And you know what? I did have a lot of fun and maybe I'm a little biased because of JK Simmons coming out. First. You amazing. know what I mean? I, For, love uh, I love that part. That part was really good. I think that's re- really sold it. I, I, wanted like, to have more
1: I wanted to have more emotion there because I love him so much. I ride, or die for J.K. And, Simmons and he so perfectly <laughs> castes this but to me like to announce Peter Parker to the world that way was odd. So it, it kind of I mean, for 2019, way.
0: that's yeah. how you would do it. Sure. You would send it to, sure. you know, you would send it to the Daily Bugle, which is now I don't know. Oh, the Internet Sean thing.
1: Hannity's face like there in Times Square, like that big on a screen. I, I, I didn't totally work for me, but
0: fine. I didn't even notice Sean Hannity's face. Like
1: this <laughs> is weird. The whole thing's just weird. But again, I, I, I'm so happy so to have him back. I don't care. The
0: only thing that I wanted him to say was get me pictures of Spider-Man. Sure. And, you know, I, yeah, yeah, if he could have yeah, made yeah. it fit, yeah, if he could have made Somewhere? I hope we didn't
1: put a picture up on the screen. Oh, did my that, God. Right? I, they could have had, 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 had Eddie Brock, Brock Spider-Man. like courtesy of Eddie Brock on the bottom or something. Yeah, that, like that. would have been, inter- been cool. That would
0: have been interesting. Yeah. So Missed opportunity. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it would have been fun just to hear J.K. Simmons say, Get me pictures of Spider Man <laughs> in 2019. <2019." So, laughs> He's so
1: much better as uh, J- Jonah Jameson, right? Than he is as uh, uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Gordon. Or yeah, yeah, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, He's so, way better.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, we only saw him for two minutes in that That's true. We didn't get a lot of Oh, man. But that is Spider Man Far From Home. We'll move on to our next. Segment so recommendations anything you're reading, watching, listening to that you want to recommend or don't want to recommend? So,
1: a bunch of things. A lot of people are yelling at me to watch City on the Hill. And uh, the loudest voice, Showtime is having like a great uh, uh-huh. um, you know, renaissance here with these with TV shows. City on a Hill is about Boston. Of course, it's in my wheelhouse. The loudest voice is, I think, the Roger Ailes story uh, from Fox News. Uh, but I don't have Showtime, so I have not watched them. So, have, oh, yeah. so really what I care about is Stranger Things. And last week, as you guys pointed out, I saw Paul McCartney Live. Unbelievable. Great, great show. Um, but I saw Yesterday, which oh, was Danny is, Boyle's right, yeah. movie about the Beatles. And I posted a review on RealWatchability.com. That's such a charming 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 movie I really really liked it there are problems with it it's not a perfect movie I uh-huh. gave it a six and a half so it's not like I'm ride or dying for it but it's so cool and it's so charming. And if you're sick of these Marvel movies and you need something different, that's mm-hmm. the one you want to go see. It's really like an hour and a half sing-along. And Hamesh Patel and Lily James, they're so well casted in it. It's so cool and it's such a fun story. They don't capitalize on everything I'd want them to capitalize on, but there's enough there that you'll have a good time at the movies. It so, works, basically. yeah Let's yeah. get that box okay. office money in there for Danny Boyle, because I love him as a director. He's somebody that could you know, you almost did the James Bond movie. Yeah. You could give him the keys to a to a comic movie, oh, he yeah. would give you a totally fresh take for sure. Give them so, Marvel Zombies. Yeah, give him Marvel Zombies, <laughs> give them the Eternals, give them something weird. Give them uh, the House of M, right? That's a yeah, crazy story. Oh, yeah. That'd be yeah, really Yeah, we need great, somebody so. to write for that stuff. So
0: yeah, so gosh, uh, as far as what I watched this week, I saw Final Destination 2 this week. That's uh, the best one. Yeah, so so best I watched one. I watched that one and I was just kind of watching. I'm like, yep. This, Final Destination is all about so. the death
1: scenes. That is the one with yeah, the best death scenes, period. The,
0: that's usually yeah, with the log scenes. Right? Yeah, definitely shout. <laughs> so because he he worked on that one too. So he worked he helped yeah. write the screen the screen. Play for that I didn't one
1: see too. the last one, which was the prequel or whatever. Oh yeah, number that was the five. one I did not. Yeah. That's the only one I didn't watch. I yeah, saw four, so. and then I, the third one's the roller coaster. Yeah, third one's a roller yeah, coaster. The fourth one, I
0: vaguely remember. Fourth the one. one is terrible. Is it okay? is yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's almost to the point where it's so bad that you should watch it because it's just it's actually pretty hilarious. When you but,
1: guys make me do it, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it, <laughs> well, and then I'll come back and make you watch Spotlight or something we will,
0: really weird. <laughs> we will. We will. I don't think I'll ever make you guys watch that. <laughs> like that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I gonna make you watch uh, the because I think we
0: appreciate that movie I'm still listening to uh, Red Dragon on audiobook whenever I go to yeah, the gym yeah we didn't talk so. about
1: this okay so yeah. we didn't get to, to we need to have a pod about the X-Files oh because yeah because uh-huh. I had forgotten I think I knew but forgot that Final Destination was a script for the X-Files and then they took it and made it into its own yeah thing. We both love The X-Files. Um, I'm a big fan of the two movies. Not everybody is, but I love, love, love the show. Mm, and uh, we like talk about believe, our, so. our mutual love for Hannibal. Yeah. Uh, this is Hannibal <laughs> Lecter. maybe may be the greatest villain of all time. Signs of the Lambs is a pod that we have to do. And the Brian Fuller show, I'm telling you, if you have not watched that show, uh-huh. that show is amazing. I've never wanted to eat people so much. It's unbelievable. They make it look so delectable in that show. Now, that
0: was just regular public broadcasting, right, with it Hannibal? It was, it was was crazy that? because like it's really Really gross. They must they get away get it. with a lot. I think it was
1: on NBC. Okay. How they got away with putting that show on NBC—it blows my I mind. Mean, they, to gotta this day. they gotta compete. They gotta compete with everyone. Oh, it's so, so good. And they really follow that Red Dragon um, uh, through line through season two. Okay. And I think they were working toward Clar- uh, Clarice Starling, but they don't quite get there, and it got canceled. <sighs> there was always rumors that Netflix or Amazon was going to pay money to bring it back, but it was an expensive show. It mm-hmm. looks beautiful. That's one of those things. You finish the leftovers. If you have time this summer, watch those two seasons of Hannibal with Mads Mikkelsen.
0: Okay. Great, great show. Yeah, so, I hear cool. really good things. About it, but right. make
1: sure you watch because mm-hmm. you've dogged Heat, which is a great Michael Mann movie. You know, Michael Mann directed Manhunter, which is the first. time Yeah, that's see. the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's really mm-hmm. really good. William Peterson from CSI. Yeah, I like the remake with Ed Norton. Also, they're both good movies. I think Manhunter might be just a smidge better, uh, but they're both good movies, and you need to see both of them to really have the context. Okay. Ryan Cox from uh
0: Yeah, X-Men. brian Cox he is in plays it. The first yeah, yeah. So. so yeah, as far as bridge Dragon goes, audiobook is very good. Um, I really wish. What are you I'd... listening to? Are you listening to audio on uh, iBooks or oh, okay, uh, I yeah books iBooks over on on the iPhone? So I mean, I got it for like sixteen bucks for Underbridge. So I mean, yeah, that's tempting. yeah. I might, uh, I might yeah. download that. So I mean. It's it's good as far as like, <laughs> as far as the audiobook goes, I, I really wish I could actually have time to actually read the physical book. But there are certain things you kind of benefit from the audiobook, like when he pronounces grandma, you actually hear him pronounce grandma, which, you know. Who's reading it? Um, you know, I'd have to you look know, it up. I, I, I'll, 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 I'll let you guys know. Tom, Thomas Harris
1: it. is such an interesting author. Yeah. He's a weird dude. And weird dudes write the best creepy books. He's
0: notorious. <laughs> He's very shy in yeah. real life. Yeah. He's yeah. very shy. Everybody hated and, what
1: he did with the Hannibal book. and I I know the movie didn't quite go exactly yeah. where they wanted it to go. I sort of liked it, it, it
0: you know, it's, in the weirdest way. I liked it. It's not bad. But Hannibal Rising is the worst one ever. Like, oh, yeah, 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 even it's Hannibal's not that good.
1: And recasting uh, Jodie Foster with Julianne Moore, even though she's a great actress, she
0: does a good job. She, she's yeah. fine. But it just it was the material it's just, that. What do you do? You know? Yeah. 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 So, but that's what I've been listening to is pretty much like the Red Dragon. Still watch Final Destination. Um, I picked up a couple of comics, Nail Biter Volume Five. So I'm almost done with that. That's only. You guys are making volumes, me want to so. read
1: uh, House of M. I really, oh yeah. Like, now, so, now I know more about it. I'm like, this is a, probably a comic series. I <laughs> I want to read I know there's a bunch of different versions of it but the main one there yeah is the one I want to read the one where Wolverine is the only one that remembers yeah he's that? the only one that, yeah. you, you, that remembers from it from House so. of
0: M so uh also picked up an X-Files comic book too so uh, okay. they got they did a, uh, I think it's season 10 they did a season 10 X-Files comic book series line before a season 10 actually came out and got like kind of rebooted and right. you know put back onto Fox
1: which I want to see more but, of although I'm telling you the original X-Files film I think it was 98 if I'm not mistaken yeah and or uh,
0: the second one or the original film? yeah, ninety-seven yeah, or ninety-eight, somewhere I think it was. in there. Yeah, I then, really,
1: really like that movie. And then the second one where they get away from the aliens.
0: Yeah, I really like that one. I like that one too. I that one too. Yeah, and love the ending was of it too. Two thousand four, I Something think, or like two thousand three. They're so. there on the shelf here. Oh yeah. <laughs> right?
1: But uh, what I what I was gonna say was that even though they rebooted the series, and I'm fine with those two seasons. Uh-huh. A couple of great episodes came out of those two seasons, the recent seasons. Oh yeah. I wouldn't mind another movie. I think they could do it. You know, you don't have to spend a lot of money on these movies. They I don't have to, you know, they made a uh-huh. Veronica Mars. Movie, you can't make another X Files movie.
0: I mean, I really want them to kind of pick it up again. I know because they just finished up where they did season eleven, and then Gillian Anderson says she's she, not coming they, back. It's so weird that they hate each other. Yeah, they hate each other. Yeah, so weird. Uh, David Duchovny. She looks yeah, great, yeah. by the
1: way. She has. She looks better with age. <laughs> uh, just an incredible. Uh, she's just beautiful. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah. And twenty years ago, I didn't think she was hot, and now I'm like, that lady's crazy hot. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Scully is amazing.
0: Yeah. There's there's some pretty solid episodes in the last two seasons yeah, that came out there are sure. some definitely really pretty good solid episodes but yeah I mean gosh I would love for the X-Files to come back or for them to do a movie it's definitely something you know there's some really good the, solid episodes what they can there.
1: do with the movies is different than what they can do with these individual episodes you know there was the episode with the robots and the AI in this last season that they put back out
0: which uh, one oh there's two different episodes like the that the one where they of, get the but, sushi yeah I what sure you're talking about like yeah. that's a
1: really cool episode and they can always tackle these individual interesting ideas but a movie can really move the two characters further yeah like when the second movie ends and they're on the boat in the middle of the water i love that scene it's so so smart <laughs> but unfortunately we probably won't ever get it yeah
0: so. maybe one day i mean they've said it before we're done we're not doing sure. it and then we get a season then sure. we get another season so we we'll <laughs> just throw as much money as you can at jillian anderson and yeah. she'll do it so if we, if
1: we don't get that then bring back californication <laughs> because that was a great show <laughs> oh
0: man so uh speaking of house of them so I always thought this would be a good way to kind of introduce. I know we're running a little long here, but I always thought this would be a great way to introduce the X Men into the uh, like the MCU kind of into it, or at least if you're going to redo the X Men movies, is because with the setup of Civil War and the reason why they want everyone, you know, these superheroes to register with the government is because these mutants are in a town and they're taking actually like kind of like a steroid for mutants that helps accelerate their powers, and something ends up going wrong. And basically, one of these mutants goes nuclear and wipes out a whole entire town and city, and that's what forces everyone to want to make these superheroes register. So, if they were ever going to introduce X Men into the MCU or pretty much set it up with the new X Men and give a reason why people don't like them or people don't trust them, regular, you know, I guess you could say normal people, that is probably the best reason is to make it to where they wipe out an entire city. And that's why there's so much hatred or that's I, why there's so much division between who's good and who's bad. It's, with it's the a games. great
1: arc for uh, Elizabeth Olsen's Scarlet Witch also. Yeah. And I, I didn't... You guys have brought it up a couple times. I just didn't know enough about House of M. Now that I've read a little bit about it, A, I want to read the whole story from the comic perspective so I know. Yeah. And B, I do kind of agree. This is this could work. This would yeah. be way better than like the Cree scroll nonsense. Yeah. This is, the, this is where you should go. And- but I don't know how... Uh, far from home shepherds that yeah. I don't think
0: it does So, and and that's the thing you could make it work and it's really just you have a lot of potential with Scarlet Witch's powers because lately it's just been she does a red thing and things float and yeah, that's the, that the and she's really strong yeah. really just and if you ever see it without the special <laughs> effects and she's oh, just doing crazy. this thing it's yeah. so hilarious she's a I'm not, I'm not complaining but, yeah, but you know it's incredibly beautiful <laughs> so but if they were going to do it, that's probably the best way to do it right there. Or at least explore her character a little bit more and, you know, really give her that level of power. But
1: are, let me ask you this, Tyler. So we've given our ratings. We talked about it enough. Everybody knows how we feel. But are you confident in phase four after this movie? Not do you think it shepherded us incorrectly, but are you confident going forward? Mm, you know what?
0: Yeah, I'm pretty confident. So um, I wrote on
1: the blog that this movie, um, it, you could really feel the loss of Chris Evans Robert Downey Jr. and Scarlett Johansson. It didn't have the weight that Homecoming did because you got a decent amount of Robert Downey Jr. in there, and you even got a minute of Captain America, right? Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. I felt like this movie... It kind of showed, like, oh, it's not going to be the same as it was before. We're not going to have the weight of these main characters. And I, I'm a little worried going forward if they don't come up with something interesting and new, like the X-Men, mm-hmm. this this cinematic universe, the clock is ticking. We can get
0: possibly. the burnout, basically, yeah, exactly. from it. So, yeah,
1: 23 films is an awful lot. It can't last forever. And, and this movie didn't give me a ton of confidence that we're going to mm-hmm. have better stuff going forward.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm still fairly confident in it, but... Let's just see what happens. I mean of course time will tell, but if if they're not making money, they're gonna stop. But I think it's oh, like they're def- Yeah, they're definitely money. gonna make money and they're definitely not gonna <laughs> it's stop. It's always gonna so. be
1: like one I'm gonna guess right now it ends around one point four. Fo- follow up with us when we do uh, Rise of Sky Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you how much it wrote.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, so we're gonna move on to our next segment. So we've got mail. Uh so if you guys want to email us, you can do it at talkingflick at gmail.com. Talking
1: <laughs> flick at gmail.com. By the way, I remember you guys making fun of me last week. I did not uh I did not appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> flick
0: at gmail.com. we missed nick a lot last week so i was telling him earlier Where, are like enough, i don't remi- i don't miss garbage boy do you miss garbage boy i miss garbage boy yeah, you know if yeah. we were if we were in the same studio i would be looking at his chair and just like where is he and just he like, right like don't, nick, don't touch metal don't touch metal, don't touch and metal. Like, come on man let me
1: enjoy my johnny walker
0: so uh we got an email here from nadia so uh, nadia Nadia, thank so, you for the email so she says hey guys i love the my best friend's wedding podcast you who wouldn't this. yeah my choice right
1: He's people love my
0: choices you do a great job analyzing the feelings of the characters and you're you are all hilarious thank you Uh, this is a a very intelligent listener yes this is not our demo so i really appreciate this and now that we know you do a great job on non-comic movies even though we just did one yes
1: more (laughs) non-comic movies
0: would you consider doing something like dumb and dumber or the simpsons movie i would like to hear how you would break it down i feel like you would find things that the rest of us would miss thank you nadia thank you
1: nadia i appreciate that you know what i think that that's like i could see producer ryan picking a dumb and dumber or uh something like that yeah uh more than maybe like either. a team america yeah. for
0: sure yeah that's been on his like, list yeah, for a team while yeah. I mean,
1: man i have a funny story about that maybe i'll save <laughs> it for a pod. but uh, yeah something like that uh-huh. i think um we did weekend at bernie's comedies are a little harder to break down than actually um, some of these other films because right. there's not a ton there, right? The joke is the joke, and and it's whether you you buy in or not. You
0: can't. We the curtains is, are blue. Are you, know? you okay we can't with Bernie do, being yeah. dead
1: for a couple days? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> are we okay with that? Do you buy it or not? Some people do, some people don't. So I do think like something like Dumb and Dumber. Well, I don't know. You know what? Anchorman would be one that I guess yeah. I could see myself picking. I recently saw some of that on HBO, and I was like, God, there's so many lines in this movie. I love uh, Spaceballs. I could see it uh-huh. doing. The Simpsons movie is actually incredibly smart. I I wouldn't mind doing that one. So, you know, for me, the answer would be yes. Am I going to get to it before, like, I make these guys watch Almost Famous? No. But (laughs) could I see myself in the future doing it? Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean we would probably do the Simpsons. I mean if it if it ever came to someone's we usually how that's we do Spider it Spider
1: Pig. I mean it's yeah. unbelievable.
0: <laughs> yeah, usually how we do it is we do like a rotation and it's like the power of the pick, unless right. there's usually like a big event film going on. Right then. I got, we'll kinda, bu- I got bumped yeah. this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like a Spider Man or like Avengers End game, then I think that happened on with your pick too, where it was like Avengers yeah. Endgame came out. I feel like like it's on happened to me
1: pick. I think only what? me. I think I'm the only yeah, one. Yeah, I think got only bumped. really <laughs> you, yeah.
0: Or usually if it's like an event thing, that's usually like something we want to watch too. So it's like, you I'm guys really resent this. when I
1: go pretty woman in my best friend's wedding. <laughs> and I didn't realize how much you hate it. You know,
0: no, it adds a diversity to it. Well, I was a big fan of my best friend's wedding. I know, so I really liked a, it. So. A lot of people
1: liked that episode. We got a lot of comments <laughs> and on and it. And it's funny because I tried
0: to not like it, but I ended up yep. really liking actually, it. Actually, so. you know what
1: I was surprised by? Shouts, uh, Garbage Boy. I actually enjoyed What Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. And I appreciated that episode. I thought it was pretty good. It was funny. It was a funny talk. Uh, I'd love to get to Ghostbusters. I don't know if that counts, but that would be one that. Yeah, I that's like a comedy, but we
0: can, I mean, it's a comic book two was yeah, majorly, yeah so. movies like that I guess that's the nice thing about comedy too, it gives a little bit of breathing room to yeah you
1: know what the answer really to the question is every time we do one of these like crazy comic movies especially something like Endgame or Batman versus Superman or some one of these like really really major tentpole films any Star Wars movie I think it's good to have a breather afterwards yeah you know even when you guys do your hardcore horror movies that I can't stand thank thank you <laughs> although I like Final Destination um, I think it's good to have something different something right. on the other side so.
0: No, yeah, for sure, and that's the thing we kind of we've been doing here for a while. It's just we really do a bunch of different genres, and really, it's just what we're feeling for. I guess that week with the power of the pig. So. Frankly,
1: it's the listeners that'll drive the bus. If you ask for it enough, we'll definitely. Oh yeah,
0: for it. sure, we'll definitely do it. So. Or if it's just me saying we're going to do Midsummer, well, yeah. yeah. everyone's a, a garbage boy. They're going to make you listen to the
1: Hereditary yeah. podcast, and you're just going to have to suck it up. But after that, I'll come straight <laughs> and I'll pick uh, you know another Julia Roberts movie, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Conspiracy Theory. Oh, it's an underrated yeah. movie. <laughs> so uh, next week, I believe we're going to be doing Almost Famous, right? I hope, so yeah, I hope, yeah. So Let's do it. As of now, we're going to be doing Almost Blue Famous. Jean, um,
1: baby. <laughs> LA lady. That's
0: a great, great movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman, who is also he's in Red Dragon so too, so yeah. Movie.
1: There's like 11 <laughs> amazing performances in Almost Famous. And Cameron Crowe, like I said, he did Aloha. He can miss every once in a while, but when he's on, he is my favorite writer director.
0: <laughs> yeah. So Almost Famous for next week, you can catch it for free on Netflix. Um, if anything yeah, check changes, it out before the pod. yeah, check it out for sure. I mean, follow us over uh, flick underscore talking. So yep. that's where we'll be at. We'll leave a link in the description too. But if anything changes, I'll we'll let you guys know typically through Twitter. That's where we let them know. But I don't, as of now, 98% sure. It. Yeah, famous. we're 98% sure we're going to do
1: yeah. Almost Famous. And this time I don't always do it. I, I know I re-released the Star Trek review when we did that episode. I think Argo also. I will rewrite the Almost Famous review because it's such okay. a high marking movie in my total list. I will rewrite that review, link the pod to it. So look forward to that also.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, that's pretty much it for us right there. Where can we find you at, Nick? Well, first I want to say Dragon Questicles. Yeah, I was going to say, One wonder us I was going to say. I, I, say I it, wanted so. to shout it out because <laughs> the first time ever I'm
1: developing a D&D character for my buddy here, Garbage Boy. And I think we're going to do, I don't think we're going to record it, but we're going to try playing this weird game yeah. is that he's so good at. And uh, I'm going to spoil my character's name is Lego Bloom. He is like a half elf who's about 100 years old. He's super snarky and uh-huh. he cuts off everybody's sentences. So it's perfect for me. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. So true to form, <laughs> so <crude of> form. <laughs> art imitates life i wanted to really capture who i am as a person <laughs> uh, so make sure you listen to dragon questicles so if you're looking for producer ryan and you're looking for really really interesting stuff dragon questicles it's like game of thrones meets harry potter
0: yeah I game know. of thrones meets no. I don't know how to yeah. explain it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, Game of Thrones latest well, season—it's well, better than me. Game of Thrones yeah. season, whatever last it's season it was. Definitely so better definitely better not for even sure. Course. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and I don't think the brother and sister sleep together on that show. Although I'm not sure. The story does get dark.
0: Anything can happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you can find me at Real Watchability over there. You'll see the yesterday review, the Spider-Man Far From Home review, and like I said, next week spoiler—we're um, going to do Almost Famous. I'm going to rewrite the review, and we'll link the pod on there also. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Real Just be nice, and if you're going to rate us
0: rate us this on pod. Apple. Yeah.
1: <laughs> rate
0: us on iTunes. Come on. If you're get some rate, rate us.
1: <laughs>
0: you're rate us. Oh, you yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. So really guys. Yeah. Leave us a rating. We haven't had one in a little while. Leave us on Apple. That's the big one, but anything actually helps. As always, we're talking flick. You can find us flick underscore talking. I'll have a link in description for basically everyone's podcast, Dragon Questicles. A link for Ryan and Nick's uh, Twitter handles too, as well. And
1: by the way, I, I, I'm so surprised. Like people actually yell at us and comment with, to us on Twitter, I, I really hated Twitter prior to being on this pod, and I kind of like check it every day now. You know, <laughs> I've kind of evolved. <laughs> I've kind of become a little millennial. I got a little as, millennial. As, in
0: I me. feel like as long as we can kind of keep it movie related and yeah. everything, it doesn't become poison. If yeah. that makes sense. If we yeah, keep, it that, keep it positive, yeah. You can yell at us and still be positive. Yeah, I you know. No, yeah, that's fine. I mean, as long as you know your points are valid. As so. long as the tiki torches aren't out. Yeah. I'm happy. You know, let's just, <laughs> let's just keep, it, let's keep it. mellow. Yeah, that's <laughs> the nice thing about like at least with our Twitters is where we. We really, just try to keep it movie centered. Yeah, so every time you do. go with us, we're just talking about movies. So, you know,
1: every once in a while, it's for someone. life. I do, yeah. I drift. I drift here and there, but I try not
0: to. But, yeah, anybody us... want to talk
1: about Kawhi Leonard? Nobody wants to talk about that?
0: Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, find us over there on Twitter, flick underscore talking. Uh, leave a review on Apple. If you want to become a Patreon, there's a link in the description. If you want to throw in a dollar to help kind of keep the lights on, you know, bring in new equipment or hey, even more episodes, maybe one day we'll do some bonus. We stuff, can't afford so.
1: producer Ryan, we need the money yeah for sure yeah
0: if you're listening to this and the quality goes down we need ryan so
1: also we want to punish him for wet hot american summer
0: oh yeah <laughs> so yeah patreon will be a link in the description uh you can email us talking flick at gmail.com but that's pretty much it for us guys we're talking flick and we'll talk at you next time
1: oh yeah <laughs>